Anything else, guys? I'm so thankful. I have not one or two, but three sponsors this week on Date Fails. This episode is so good, so long, so juicy. We needed three sponsors to bring it to you guys. And one is Zola. Zola is reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to zola.com slash date fails. One more time, that's zola.com slash date fails. Then next up, we got Baked by Melissa. Baked by Melissa sent me the cutest little cupcakes I have ever seen in the mail that were so delicious. Talk about perfect for Valentine's Day. Uh, guys, please go to Baked by Melissa. Check out their perfectly bite-sized treats and get 15% off your order when you visit bakedbymelissa.com slash datefails and enter promo code datefails. And last but not least, we've got Native Deodorant. Uh, NativeDeodorant.com slash DateFails. Native is an all-natural deodorant. They sent it to me, and it works, and I work out hard. So I want you guys to check it out. You can get 20% off your purchase by visiting NativeDeodorant.com slash DateFails and enter promo code DATEFAILS. All right, guys, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for this episode. My guest is Erica Rhodes, comedian, actress. You guys remember the Rod Stewart fiasco. Well, guess what? Erica has a lot of insight to add to it. We're best friends now, and I'm super pumped for you to hear this. So enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Way too far. A nasty scar. A nasty scar. My favorite Taylor Swift song. I love Taylor Swift. My favorite thing about Taylor Swift is how she uh, writes about all her lovers. You know, I really yeah. like that about her, how she takes the pain mm -hmm. and the hurt and the anger and she morphs it into this art piece for everyone to hear. When you're a billionaire, there's not a lot left to talk about. I know, right? Besides your love life? Yeah. All right. <laughs> This is the funniest podcast because we're both anxious. <laughs> I'm never nervous. Really? Yeah, no. What's wrong with us? The only time I was ever nervous about a podcast before was when I did Joey Diaz on like mushrooms and I'd never done mushrooms. Well, whoa, don't do a podcast on mushrooms. If you do his podcast someday, you'll understand the amount of pressure. Really? Yeah, like you know when you're in a situation where you're like, I shouldn't, but somehow like in the moment you feel convinced no, no idea. Well, I that's me when I do Joey Diaz. Every time I do Joey Diaz. So um, I hope this sounds okay. Yeah, there's like 20 different ways we're recording. Yeah. So. All right, listen, okay. guys, I'm going into this for real. It's date fails. Hi, you know me, Kate. Um, this is also weird because I'm like looking into the camera I for know, no reason. I'm looking at us, but we, I'm also... We don't need to look in the camera. Okay. Because eventually it's going to go black and you won't be able to see your face anymore. Oh, Good. I love one. This is so awkward. <laughs> We're sharing a mic. All right, let me just tell the people at home what happened. Okay. okay. For the people at home. I really hope the sound is okay because, guys, look, I, I tweeted photos of the podcast studio, which you guys very 
uh, nicely donated to, and thank you. You didn't pay for all of it though, so feel free to keep the money coming. But I, I built the studio and I was so proud. Yeah. And I told Erica, I feel like an asshole if I have someone over to podcast and it's not professional, which is why I always have people come to the studio at All Things Comedy in Burbank. But then I thought to myself, why don't I just do it at home? It's so easy. This is my dining room. If you guys could see, right to my right, there's like an oven. <laughs> like we're in the kitchen. And Very professional. Thank you. Well, yes. I mean, how many people in Hollywood, though, have a one-bedroom apartment and manage to fit in a podcast studio? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like everyone we know. Everyone has a podcast, except theirs are in their closet. No, so you're yeah. doing pretty well. Yeah, Kate. no, you're right. Because my friend lives in a studio and she literally has it like right next to her bed. She calls it a podcast studio. I'm like, you're basically just sitting on the bed podcasting. Yeah. It's not a studio. A microphone is not a studio. No, this is not a studio. I have it's soundproofed close. the window with styrofoam that came with the mics. So, like, there's not a lot of production value here um but we're sharing a mic because <laughs> i did so much work to set it up you guys and i was exhausted it took like 13 hours and oh then at the end of the night i'm like okay i'm throwing out the cord that doesn't work mm -hmm. so that i never use it again but it did work i think i threw out the cord that works because <laughs> so then today erica sits down i got two mics set up and guess what one cord doesn't work. So now we're sharing a mic, which is so awkward. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I feel terrible. Um, don't feel bad. Well, I don't feel that bad. Yeah. As long as we can hear you, which I think we can. I think so. I can go closer, but it's a little weird. So, okay. No, I actually can hear you. Like, I, I almost want to pause and listen, but I don't because we're on a roll. Okay. Right? Let's just do it. I can hear you fine. All right. So here's the deal, guys. Um, my guest today is a comedian. You... I'm not exaggerating. She thinks that I'm, like, blowing smoke up her ass. I tell people, I'm like, that bitch is funnier than me. Like, you're so funny. That makes me Aww. sound arrogant. You're so funny. That's so nice. And your Twitter is so brilliant that I tweet a joke, then I look at yours, I'm like, God, I shouldn't even tweet ever. <laughs> her Twitter is so funny. So, I know that you're Well, you're also very funny. And we started together. And, uh... Isn't that wild? Yeah, we started around the same time. I and so. I just watched you just get so good so fast. Well, you well, you too. And we're both... We, neither of us have been at it for as long as we should have been to be to doing be what we're headlining. doing. To be headlining, yeah. Go we're, us. We're blessed. Like, we're like... We're, we're awesome, we're killing guys. killing it, yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, yeah. I sometimes get down on myself because... I would look at what I don't have yet. Like, I want Same. this thing. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but then if you look at... What you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sam Tripoli the other night, he's like, do you know how many people, like, do comedy 15 years before they get to headline nationally? Yeah. It, and we've been doing it, whatever it is, six, seven, I don't know how long it's been. For me, it's six. You? Technically, I say six because, like, uh, when you started and when you saw me around was yeah. when I really hit it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was married, I dabbled in it for like a year. Okay. And then I stopped because I was just, it was hard being married, doing yeah. comedy. Yeah, Like, he was like, don't do jokes about me. And I'm like, that's all I have. Yeah. There's nothing, I'm 19, plus I'm like, I'm 20. What is there to talk about when you're 20? Your marriage. Yeah, well, for me. Why, yeah. yeah. Why the hell you're married yeah. at 20? Yeah, it was pretty dumb, but I couldn't. I couldn't talk about I couldn't talk about our sex life, which I wanted to. I couldn't talk about his family. Have you ever dated someone that tried to impact your material in a way that made you feel inhibited? Yeah, I have. 
Maybe we should get into how we know. Okay. This is... This podcast, I'll just tell you guys now why, why I feel... We're, I feel like I'm being so not myself and weird right now. I feel like I smoked a blunt. Yeah, but you did. I know. I've been here. You've been you've been just working. We didn't even drink. Well, we have like we made a shot of tequila because we were kind of made coffee instead. Yeah, now we're both drinking coffee. Okay, I'll tell you guys. Um, first, I want to say this is important. This podcast, uh, we're doing this to teach a lesson about how women can have each other's back. Yeah, that's actually really well said. Yeah, no, yeah. it's real yeah. though. Yeah. Because, um, all right, so Erica and I have both been in, in the game, in the comedy game, for a few years. I would say we really didn't know each other at all. No, we, like, we'll pass by each other, but we never really sat down and talked or really, like, bonded. No. We never hung out. I never, I feel like, even though the comedy community is small, I do feel like there are kind of cliques. Yes. You know, and not in a bad way, necessarily, just like... There's, like, the store people that are always the comedy store. There's kind of, like, the people that you always see uh, on kind of the alt shows or, like, maybe West Side or Flappers. And mm. it's just bizarre how you can see someone's name around a million times and pass each other. But if, if it's not someone that hangs where you hang, you might never really get to know them. Right, so right. I feel like that was you and me. Yeah. Because I don't see you... I tended to hang out more at the comedy store, and I wouldn't see you there as much, but I would see you at, like, maybe... Um, like the improv or West Side comedy. I don't know. I would see you different places. It's weird because I do hang out at the comedy store. Or it could just but be yeah. that I'm so self indulged. I never look around. Yeah. Which is, I don't look it's around. The hat. <laughs> I hide. I don't make eye contact. Well, I'm also a little aloof. Like I'm kind of shy. Like I don't like you know. For me, it's like hard to make new friends. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. Like I think sometimes in the past I've thought people, someone might not like me just because they're kind of quiet. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I've done that with people where I like think they're a snob, and then I'm like, I wonder if somebody thinks I'm a snob because I'm shy. You oh, know? Yeah, people probably or I think people are intimidated. Like I'll be honest, like I was intimidated because I'm like she's so funny. Oh, it's true. And then also it's like this is what's so cool about this episode too is that. There's also something to be said in comedy. There's always a moment you can make a choice. You can see another person who's in kind of your same like group uh, in terms of experience. And maybe we're definitely very different in terms of like our material. But we're just both... If you're a blonde female comedian, people compare you. It just happens. Yes. It just happens. Yeah. I mean, everybody's yeah. always like... It calls me Amy Schumer, Eliza. I mean, everybody compares and, us. And they'll, the other reason we don't run into each other is there'll be like one blonde on each lineup, right? It's so it's so like true. there's the... You're the blonde, so it'll be you, you know, or Kelsey Cook or... Nikki Glazer, or you, but none of us, yeah, but none of us ever are on the same lineups. Absolutely, they like never. keep us separate. It's so, so true. <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah. like if there's one blonde, then You're they the can't have another one. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, isn't that so weird? <laughs> it is weird. And then yeah. if I do see a lineup with like me and Kelsey or me and Nikki, whatever, we're, it's always people mention it. They're like, "Wow, too." Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah. yeah, that's probably another reason we're just not we don't run into each other. If you think about how weird that is, like no one is ever. Like, if Chris D'Elia and another white dude with brown hair, like Brent Morin, nobody's like, wow, two, two white, white guys, guys on a lineup. <laughs> yeah. So bizarre. But anyway, so, yeah, we would never really see each other. And and also, uh, I don't know, like, I 
think the last few years I've changed because I think really at one point in time I would be more jealous isn't even the right word as much as just like I would compare where I was in my career to where they were and like you were someone I was always like she's so funny and it, and somehow that would make me feel a certain way like like not not like you but just be like almost like intimidated to talk to you or like sad that I'm not there and somehow that would keep me I'm serious not just really yeah it's weird but then I changed there's Mm. a point where I changed because I just started realizing maybe how much room there is for everyone to make their own way right yeah exactly and like that we're different and not like we're we're so different we're so different but even if we both talked about similar things, that everyone's personal experience is different and yeah. that there's room for two blonde comedians, even if they both talk about similar topics. Like, who cares? And I think I've, I've been, if I'm being honest, I've, I'm a little intimidated because you come across very confident to me, like just like off stage, you know? I know. And even if it's just a facade... Yeah. To me, that to me that's intimidating because I'm the opposite. Like I'm very insecure. I need people to like come up to me first, you know. And yeah. so for me, I'm like, oh, she's so confident. She's really good at networking. And then that makes me too intimidated to to like approach you. I love this. <laughs> no, I love this. Because, yeah. Because a lot of people think that. Like one of the things people say to me the most because of those like in a bikini photos I would do and stuff. People would go you're so confident and the truth is I'm so it's all fake but I'm really good like this is what happens I'm really good and I've always been good in a room like mm-hmm. when I have to turn it on but it's almost like a character yeah it's like the minute I'm doing it I am I'm good but the minute the camera's off I immediately get embarrassed it's awkward I'm uncomfortable I, if you saw me do those I get so nervous like the way I was before this podcast oh yeah <laughs> I, guys, I was, like, pacing. I was, like, anxious. And and also, it's just so funny because I never feel, like, that confident at all. But but people do think that. It's, yeah, for me, it's not, it has nothing to do with, like, photos you post or anything. It's just how you conduct yourself off stage. Because I'm... And I think a lot of it... It's not jealousy, but it's like, oh, I wish I was more like that. Because, like, being, an, being insecure, you, you're just like, oh, I'm not... Like, I'm not someone who assumes people want to talk to me. You know, like, I'm, uh, I always assume people don't really want to talk to That's me. hilarious. <laughs> I get it, though. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is people think I'm so good at networking, which I suppose I am, but what's weird about that, too, is, well, I am and I'm not. Like, let me tell you why. Like, yeah. Because um, I'm so, like, I hate the Hollywood thing of people only hitting you up when they want something yes, or pretending I to be your friend. Yeah. And but because I'm so hyper aware of that, I never use the relationships I have in any way like even very close friends. Like even mm. like like Joey's a great example. Joey's yeah. like my dad. I never have asked Joey for anything. Like I will not ask him. Like maybe once I asked him to retweet a show for me. Mm-hmm. Like once in all the years I've known him. Yeah. And I think that there are times he's been like, you should have asked me. And he's right. Yeah. There are times once you're actually friends, but I'm ho- so hyper aware that I never ask anyone for anything. So I think people think I'm a good networker, but in some ways it's like, no, I really just, I like people and I like... You're an extrovert though. Yeah. Like I'm more of an introvert. So it's like, we're like, in those ways we're different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But do you feel that you have become, were you always an introvert? 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've always been an introvert, but, like, I, I can pretend to be, like, outgoing, but I'm much more comfortable, like, one-on-one. Like, I, I much prefer to hang out just one-on-one than in, like, a group setting. So if, if I only run into you at the improv... Like, I see. Then I probably won't talk to you because yeah. if you're in a group, I won't approach you. I used to be a social butterfly, super extrovert. Mm-hmm. I feel I've really, really, the longer I do comedy, the less people I want to talk to. Yeah. Like today. <laughs> today, I was like, we could have gone to Super Bowl parties. We yeah. watched the game here in my yeah. apartment. Alone. That was great. It was so nice, wasn't yeah. it? Although you won. Oh, I can't believe the Rams lost. I'm so sad. I'm wearing my Rams pants, guys. It's fine. They made it to the Super Bowl. But yeah, that's all that matters. I kind of, in some ways, if they would have won, everybody would have thrown a fit like they weren't supposed to be there. And, but, yeah. like, Brady is such a douche. He doesn't need another win. He's he, ugh, he's just, don't you think he's a little douchey? Yeah, for sure he's douchey. Oh. But he's our douche. <laughs> all right. You know, like he's, he's my favorite the Boston band. douche. He's the summer's he's, eve of quarterbacks. I'm, um, like, not into sports at all, except for, like, I like winning. You know? Sure. Well, yeah, most people like winning. (laughs) Yeah, so so then I'm like, okay, I'll go for the Patriots because I know they're going to win. I get it. Sports are really only fun. Like, I won't really watch baseball the entire season, but if a team I kind of like is in the World Series, I'll I'll dabble in it. I forgot that, like, World Series was baseball. That's That's how much I'm not into sports. Well, I text a guy in L.A. and Mm -hmm. said, where are you watching the Super Bowl? And he said, when is it? And this was yesterday. Really? Yeah, a straight guy. And I was like, this wow. is, I'm moving. I can't deal with the guys here. They're girls. Yeah, they are. Speaking of that, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm avoiding this topic, yeah, by the way. We're so going to do hard. like a five-hour podcast and not talk about what we were going to do. No, we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. So, um, so <laughs> this is so awkward. Wait, let do me. Do you want me to bring it up? No, but I want to make sure that do we're want... picking up our audio well. Okay. Hold on. All right, guys, we're getting into it right now. There's not going to be any more stalling. The audio is good, but why not bring to you our ads? Let's get those in because this story is intense. The first ad today, one of our proud sponsors is Zola. Zola is a wedding planning and registry website that has changed the game of wedding planning. I mean, wedding planning can be an absolute nightmare. Certainly when I got married, it was not fun planning the wedding. But what's cool is Zola has reinvented the wedding registry and planning process to make your happiest moment even happier. Instead of it being a nightmare to plan your wedding, you can have fun and make it easy with Zola. Uh, Over half a million couples are currently using Zola and it has taken the stress out of planning. You can make a free wedding website, your dream wedding registry from lots of different stores. You can get affordable save the dates and invitations You can start this all for free, a free wedding website that's very, very easy to set up, and there's over 100 different designs to choose from. So you guys, I want you to go there if you're getting married. It's almost Valentine's Day. I'm sure lots of you will get engaged, and when you do, congratulations. Your next step is to go visit Zola.com slash date fails. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash date fails. Start your free wedding website and... If you use my promo code DATEFAILS, you get $50 off your registry as well on Zola. One more time, that's Z-O-L-A dot com slash DATEFAILS. Get on it, guys. This is big. You're getting married. Don't stall, all right? 
Also, you know what goes great with Valentine's Day and weddings? Sweet treats, yummy snacks, cupcakes. That's why I need you guys to check out Baked by Melissa. Oh gosh, do I love cupcakes. Baked by Melissa sent me the most amazing pack of all these different cupcake flavors in the mail and some of them were gluten-free. I'm gluten-free. I was actually able to eat cupcakes. That's so rare for me. Guys, you got to check out Baked by Melissa. Go, you know, they, first of all, what girl doesn't love treats for Valentine's Day? You could send her something amazing and they're not just delicious. They're really adorable. All different colors. They're bite size, which is fantastic. Uh, they're low in calories. I don't know if that's even true. I made that up, but most of them are. Most of them are 50 calories or less. I mean, that is low in calories. I actually did make that up, and then I just read the talking points, and it actually says that. Look at that. Guys, I'm a genius, and so is Melissa, and that's why you should try Baked by Melissa. They offer one- and two-day shipping nationwide. The last day for standard shipping for Valentine's Day delivery is February 12th by 2 p.m., so get on it. Do not wait. Bakedbymelissa.com slash datefails today and use promo code datefails when you sign up to get 15% off your next order. That's bakedbymelissa.com slash datefails for 15% off your next order. You guys got to do it. Where else can you get gluten-free? They have gluten-free cupcakes. I can't. And they have regular cupcakes. They have red velvet. They have Oreo. They have milk chocolate. Okay, I'm done. Bakedbymelissa.com slash datefails, promo code datefails for 15% off. All right, there's not going to be another pause in this story. Let's do okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to do it. Okay. How should we start this? Okay. Well, I liked what you said before, which is this is a story about women looking out for each other. It's not a story about, like, you know, calling out men or anything. This is not a revenge podcast. Yes, that's what I mean. It's not. It's going to sound like a revenge podcast. No, but, but it's not. Let me explain. For my listeners. Something happened that was so crazy um, coincidental Mm -hmm. that it was like too many coincidences to be a coincidence. Yes. Like to the point where we were like, I was like, we have to tell this story because it's insane. Yeah. (laughs) But it's going to sound like we're telling it as revenge. And to be really honest, we could and we would be justified, but we're not gonna be. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. Because the point is not the guy. The point is the story. Yeah, and, and the point us. is our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That sounded so corny. But it did. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but the, the, the beautiful thing about this is we've become good friends because of what happened, and there's so many reasons why. So okay, I'll start it like this. You guys remember, my listeners for sure remember Rod Stewart, hashtag the wizard, whatever we want to call him. Um, The musician guy that I was a big fan of, and then, you know, I spent time with him, and he said he was in love with me, and he gave me gifts, and blah, blah, wrote me jokes and wrote me songs, and then very quickly decided he was going to go deal with therapy or whatever he was dealing with in his life, addiction issues, whatever it was, and he was going to talk to me when he was better. And then we spoke a couple more times, and long story short, he ghosted on me with, like, the last conversation being, I it's not done between us. I just think that I need space right now, and I'm still dealing with issues with my ex, but we're not together, and we're not sleeping together, but I... 
uh, owe it to her to at least, like, whatever, work through this so we can be friends. And blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. The point is, you guys know he goes to me. And I was, like, so hurt. Because I really felt a connection with him. And people didn't get it. I mean, you guys, a lot of you did. Some of my friends were like, Kate, it was such a short time. I mean, it's crazy that you felt like you could, how could you be in love with someone so fast? Which is very valid, by the way. And I was like, I know, but he just said everything I needed to hear. And I just felt like he was the person I'd been kind of looking for. Like, he just seemed like the right guy for me. And it was so hard. It was like the first guy to say, I love you to me since like, my marriage almost and um it no one had given me the kinds of compliments and stuff he gave me and like personal gifts and just it was very hard and I've been struggling for a while with it the anger and like letting it go but I had uh around like Thanksgiving I felt like I had gone over the hump by Christmas I felt so much better although I won't lie visiting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a little tough because there's moments of reminders very specific reminders, but... I was just there, too. Yeah? Yeah, like... like. Did you see him in there? No. <gasps> I missed that. Imagine this. He's not inducted. He's not been in the business long enough. And, yeah. And an end. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But um, uh, I walked into a room. He's going to get such a boner listening to this, but whatever. I walked into a room not expecting to see any sign of him there. But I was waiting for a sign. <laughs> Kidding. Okay, I walked into the room, <laughs> and and there's a TV in this room, okay? And it's just scrolling through probably thousands of musicians, just mm. scrolling through. And I walked in, and guess who's on there? And, and so, like, it was so annoying, because I was, like, feeling really over it. But there were moments. But it's okay. Point is, I didn't look at his stuff or anything, social media. I just went, I finally was like... I did work to forgive him in my heart. I decided to just believe whatever happened to him to make him do that, he needs to work on. And and to be fair, like, maybe I freaked him out because I blew up his phone so much or whatever mm-hmm. at the end. But I was just, like, in pain and I was struggling and it was it's very intense, guys. But um, I hadn't looked at his stuff or anything in a while. And then some small things happened to make me look at it. Like, he had a song come out. And people I knew were excited about it and tweeting about it. And it was, like, suddenly in my face. And it made me start thinking about him again. But not even in, like, an I miss you, but just kind of, like, in, um, in like, a, he's back in my mind. How is he doing? And then also this person was doing a lot of drugs when I was with him and was supposedly sober. And then that was hurting my feelings. I'm like, he's sober now. Shouldn't he make amends to me? Isn't that part of the thing? Shouldn't he say I'm sorry? It's like step whatever. (laughs) I was even asking my friends, when do you make amends? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like... Maybe a long list to go through, maybe. Yeah, or he doesn't think he needs to. He thinks he... Whatever. So the point is, he was in my head. Yeah. And then... Someone brought it to my attention who follows this person on Twitter and also follows you on Twitter that they noticed you guys tweeting at each other. And I had just seen Erica before this person brought this up and it was a little weird between us. Yeah. But so in my head, I saw her. I knew about the tweeting. 
I, I thought she acted a little different than usual, but we've never been that close. And then I'm always like, well, people could hate me for 8 million reasons. Who knows? <laughs> you know, and also like, I was like, maybe she's talking to him. Maybe she's friends with him. Maybe she was always friends with him. I had noticed that he followed you when I first met him. Uh, cause he didn't follow a lot of comedians and you were one. Mm-hmm. So like, I thought maybe you were friends and he told you I was insane. I didn't know what happened, but I just thought that. And then I kind of let it go for a few days, whatever. And then one night I was sitting here and I don't know why I started getting this feeling that I should text Erica about this guy. And part of it, I'm not going to lie. Part of it was I was a little jealous, but also it's happened to me before in the comedy community that there's been a guy that two female comedians had hooked up with the same guy and forever it made things weird until we finally talked about it. And I'm just finally like going to therapy and getting my life together. And I was like, I don't want that. Whatever reason it was weird. I'm past those things. I go, I'm just going to send Erica a nice text message. And I'm, I'm not, I'm going to try to come from a place of, I just want you to know because comedy is a small circle and we're going to see each other out. And probably, uh, you, if you're dating this guy, that's fine, but I want you to know why if I'm a little weird or something. And also I said, this guy hurt me in a way no one ever has. So if you're not dating him and you're thinking about it, you totally can, but you might want to know what happened. And otherwise, like, I don't remember what I said, but I was like, sorry if I overstepped or something. Yeah, yeah. So so should I tell my side? Yeah, go ahead. You tell your side up to that point. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had started talking to him like a couple weeks before that on Twitter and nothing that bad we were just messaging back and forth but then he called we were talking about a book or something and he's like can I call you so he called me and we talked on the phone then I was going to Cleveland and then we started communicating a lot Mm -hmm. in a very short period of time Mm -hmm. and we and then we started FaceTiming and it got more and more intense and he was like saying and keep in mind we have not met yet I have not met this person yet but now I can find myself talking to him every day he's texting me these like romantic texts he's telling me he loves my work he calls me a genius he's, which you are well I don't know go on <laughs> um and he he it was very sweet it was like this person coming out of the blue saying all the things you want to hear he like said I mean he and a lot of these texts were like very romantic in ways that weren't like sexual. Like he was like, I want to like tackle you into a pile of leaves. You know, but like <laughs> he said, he sent me one that said, um, one of the first messages he sent me was this ugly photo of me that he thought was like the hottest photo. And he said, you're, uh, he said, wow, those eyes dot, dot, dot. And then he goes, I'll just mind my mouth, but wow. And it was like, the least sexual but hottest thing, like his yeah, because he was very good with words mm-hmm. and very romantic, mm-hmm. you know, and said all these things that like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but like I was craving that in my last relationship. Like I wanted someone to like say like how amazing I was, or like say you know I love your comedy, or all the things that I want. Like I was missing. But this is coming from a person I haven't met yet. So I am, st- I still have read, like, I am completely on guard because 
I don't completely buy into it, you yeah. know? And it was the same with me. Yeah. Was just like, I'm so... Like, yeah, yeah, I was, like, texting my sister, like, this guy's saying these really sweet things, but also we haven't met yet, you know? And... Yeah. And just so they know the pattern of this, like, with me it was very much similar in the sense that he was, like, I see, like, there's, there's so much about you, like... You're from Ohio. Like, I see, like, beyond the jokes. Like, I see, like, that small-town girl. Like, you're so sweet and you seem so... Like, there's so much more soul in your face than what I'm seeing in your jokes. And, like, he was saying everything that I wish people would see in me, too. To the point yeah. where, by the time you meet him, you feel... You've already connected. Like, that that was what happened. So, we were FaceTime, so, like, I, we saw each other. and But then he got to a point of, like, being so intense where he was telling me... That he, like, you know, that he was saying things like, I th- I think this is it. I think this is going to move really fast. Like, I think you're the one. I think, like, like I think you've, I, I think I found my ride. Like, he's like, you're my ride. I'm your ride. This is real. Like, what are you, a fucking Uber? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, and it got really intense. And I got really, like, wrapped up in it. I was like, yeah, like, maybe, you know. But then I get off the phone and I was like, what the fuck is happening? It's so weird. What is happening? So so then I texted him and I was like, you know, this is moving a little fast. Like, I really like you, but I, I don't, we haven't even met yet. Like, I kept having to remind him, like, we haven't met yet. And he was like, well, I was going to get on a plane to Cleveland. Should I, should I not fly to Cleveland then? And I was like, yeah, don't, don't fly to Cleveland. Like, I'm not. I'm working here. It's a little intense for a first date Very intense. Like, you're coming and you're staying with me and I'm doing two shows a night and we're going to get to know each other. Like, that sounds crazy. And then he was like, I was writing you a love song, but then I stopped because you said it was moving too fast, like, things like that. How many songs do you think he's written for women? Forget it. We don't have to talk about this. But, like, I had a great song. And I just want to say that I really like the song. That was written for you? (laughs) I didn't get a song, so... Well, yes, you did. You just didn't hear it yet. (laughs) Now it's not going to be nice. Yeah, now it's going to be like, (laughs) I hate comedians. (laughs) The song's going to be called Bad Jokes and Tequila Tears or something like that. Yeah, something about tears for sure. But but anyway, so, so... so this goes on while I'm out of town, right? And I, I kind of put the brakes on a little bit, but I was like, but I still like to meet you. Like, we, I would like to meet you. Of course. So he kind of backed off a little, and um, just... Like, wait, what? he backed off before you met him, you mean, when you well, said just that? A li- like, a little, like, he gave me some space. Like, he was, like, blowing up my phone, where it was like, I was getting texts all day, you know, and I was getting, like, texts, like, I'm sorry, like, I thought I loved you, but it was too, it was, like, you know, like... And I'm like, we haven't met. Like, I, I just kept repeating, listen, we haven't, we haven't met yet. So, but was that, but, but, but did he tell you? Because I said this similar thing. It's mm-hmm. moving really fast. How could you? You can't you love me. You don't love someone yet. You haven't. And you he know. said, I don't believe in linear time. Oh yeah, he said something like that to me too. Yeah, like I don't he, believe in linear time. When you meet someone, time doesn't exist. Which, by the way, guys, FYI, a great line for when it's like 3 a.m. and the girl's trying to leave. Like, like, you don't believe in linear time or telling the truth or anything. Well, yeah. Or law of physics. Like, like there is gravity. But yeah, and yeah. Time exists. Time. And people do need to sleep. Yeah. Some, and that yeah. was the other thing. I felt like he was like taking up a lot of time for someone I had just met. You know, he was really monopolizing my time. And that's when I was like, listen, I need to focus on my shows. I have shows to do. Like, I can't 
talk to you five times, like, and then he would say, but I just, you need to, like, see, I think you need to see me, so I'm going to FaceTime you really quick, but then a really quick call would go for, like, an hour, and then I'd be like, I need to, I have a show to do, you know? Well, yeah, I don't want to, like, I'm trying to figure out how to be nice about this, because I I don't want him to think that this is putting him down, but I mean, like, drugs make you obsessive. Right. Well, here's the other thing. So I am not good at telling when people do drugs. Uh, it takes me a while to realize it, but I started to think, I think drugs might be involved, which is really naive because I should have known right away. It's not naive because I thought he was sober when I first started talking to him and, and I was very surprised to find that out, that he wasn't. Yeah. Because I thought he was sober as a person who was a fan of his. And by the way, just for the record, I wasn't like a massive fan but in college, I really liked his music, and then it kind of, like, had been a while, but I did remember something about him being, getting sober. Mm-hmm. So once you hear someone get sober once, anytime I know they're doing drugs, I assume that's not great. Yeah. But sometimes addicts can convince you that certain drugs are fine for them, or and right. whatever. He, he kind of did that, like, he was, like, drinking at one point, and I was like, oh, do, like, do you drink a lot, or something? And he's like, no, just when I'm, like, recording an album, you know, like, something like that. Which he's putting out eight million. <laughs> Which then I was like, wait, but that is what you do, so like that means you're always drinking. Just when I'm writing or recording an album or yeah. writing songs for girls that I buy gifts for and goes not go on, please go yeah. on. Yeah. So anyway, so I get back to town, and now he really is getting a little bit like impatient to to meet up. He thinks that I'm gonna get off the plane and go see him right when I get back, right? So, but I had stuff to do, so I was like, listen, and I I'm also I've also done a lot of work on myself where I'm like. I got out of a relationship like five months ago. I'm like trying to just like really like take care of myself. Like, and that's something I always sacrifice in relationships, which is like just your own self-care being like true to what your goals are. That's interesting because that's something we did not speak about, but I was in exactly the same place. And I had done so much self-work that when he came along, I thought I, like, manifested a great guy. Yeah, me too. I thought, yeah, I thought, (laughs) oh my gosh, like, I'm actually liking a nice, I thought I was, like, being attracted to, like, a nice guy. Although I started, I started to get feelings in my gut, this isn't right. Like, I really did. I ignored those. Yeah, no, I kind (laughs) of, to be honest, I think, I think I knew. They weren't just in your gut. No, I was like, yeah, no, I knew. They're blatant. No one should say I love you to someone before they meet them. No, it was ridiculous I, I I like we have to take <laughs> we have to acknowledge some part of how we, we wanted to believe everything. some of yeah. it yeah. yeah so then I get back in town and I'm I'm I have I'm busy I have stuff to do and I again have to tell him listen I you know I really like need to get this stuff done I, I would love to meet up but I can't do it right now and so then he did back off a little bit and then, of course, once he backed off, I was like, wait, I'm kind of, like, I kind of hooked on the attention. You know, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's been texting me nonstop. Now he's not texting me. What's going on? Do you do this thing? Because I do this thing where even when, okay, I'm getting better at it. But, like, mm-hmm. when you stick up for yourself and you set a standard that yeah. you deserve. Yeah. Sometimes, if they don't meet it, we start to second guess, did I somehow hurt their feelings? Oh, yeah. I always put them... Before, like, yeah. Yeah, like, you, did you I say, Yeah, I was worried about his feelings, be, even though I was taking care of myself, which any, like, the right guy, I even said this to him at some point, I said, you know, the right guy, 
will respect like my boundaries for taking care of myself. Well, I even to this day, like sort of feel like at the end, like I sent a lot of apologies yeah. that in hindsight, it's there like, there's nothing to apologize. Yeah. But it's because we sit and we go, huh, maybe since he really doesn't like me this much now, I did do something wrong. And we start to like wonder if we hurt their feelings or did I cross a line, whatever. Right. But they want you to think that. But we need to stop doing that. Right, right. We need to start going, okay, well, even if his feelings are hurt, I didn't deserve that treatment. And, you know, hopefully next time we don't. But go on. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) so so I, I come back and we're still texting, but, like, it's gotten a little bit less, like, insane. And then I thought that that was him respecting me because I was saying, you know, I'm like, this is moving too fast. You know, I need I need to put the brakes on a little, and I thought, oh, he's actually listening to me. So then I do want to meet up with him, right? So, so anyway, so but I keep thinking the odd thing is he's not asking me to go on a date. He's not asking. He just keeps texting me until it's so late. And at one point he was like, "Come by my studio," and I I drove by the studio. I was like, "Okay," and then he goes, "Actually, don't." Like, he, like, changed his mind. You know why, right? Some other girl was of probably course. there. Yeah, yeah, he probably was texting. Now I think about it, he's probably texting, like, 20 girls at a time at all times. Uh, and I'm who, sure of it. And it's, like, a rotation thing. And it's, you know, I really do think it's just, like, an addiction thing. It's, he's an, I think he's an addict to everything, you know, to, to I do too. relationships, to drugs. So, but anyway, somehow, then we're FaceTiming at, like, midnight, and he's like, why don't you, 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 he's like, I live a mile away, why don't you just come by instead of, you know, we're, we're both alone, and I was like, you know, okay, you're right, because otherwise we're just going to be FaceTime. So then I get there. By the way, I'm just laughing, because I tried to get him to meet me at Denny's, at, like, <laughs> he was like, why would you go to Denny's? I'm like, what else is open? It's like, I forgot what time it was, midnight, or something like that, and then he said, why don't you come to my house, too? So the first yeah, time I, I met him, but just, I said, literally, just so you know, I'm not a groupie. I'm not going to sleep with you. It's not like a booty call. Like, right. if I come over, I'm wearing a hat and no makeup. And and then I went over and he made me take my hat off. But that's a whole other story. That's fine. But I remember being like, who makes you take your hat off? He's like, no hats indoors. I should have left then. I know. Well, there's like a lot of moments where you're like, oh, that was this. Like, to me, I should probably have just known that he wasn't stable when he's saying I love you before he's met me. You know? And... That should have been the sign. But anyway. But he's also giving you everything you ever wanted to hear. So yeah. you're kind of like, maybe we just have a connection. Yeah, I get it. And I felt, a, you know, I felt a certain connection that I wanted to feel. Well, on some level. Yeah. Like, you're a very talented artist, okay? On some level, two really talented artists are going to, con- and he is. Like, if yeah. he does this, he is a fucking genius. Yeah, I would never say not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, though, that those people can connect on a on a level that I don't think a lot of other people can connect with you on because they yeah. kind of get the weirdness of, there is this mix of kind of crazy, very insecure, needs a lot of attention, but also is an introvert, also is... The, only other artists can really get it. Yeah, and also the way they communicate is different. So, like, I, I don't know, I, I assume you're similar to me in that we, we're just bored by everybody. Yeah. Like, right? Like, people are, I'm just so bored by everybody. Like, any guy that tries to hit on me, like, within, within three texts, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not. Absolutely. I'm bored already. It's true. I mean, it feels, it's like I, when someone tells you a story that's not a comedian. Yes. And it takes, 
you know in your head you, you know could have done no, this in 30 seconds. And there's no punchline. You're like, what's the but what's the point of the story? Yeah, I mean, I apologize when I do that to someone. Me like too. if I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, that story didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. I'll cut myself off in the middle of one. Yeah, if me I feel too. Like I'm I'll be like, this isn't gonna work. This is gonna work, and you're just <laughs> this is gonna bomb. <laughs> and you're just like at a family gathering. Also, though, I don't know about you, but like he was really, really good at. And this is a lesson for the guys. He yeah. was really good at complimenting your gifts. And even when he would compliment your beauty, your body, whatever it was, it was in a way that was, like, not so overtly sexual. Like, it was never... I never felt like his goal was to bang me. Right. No, he was very... Like, I think he's a sensitive person. You know? Like, he, like, can tell... Or uh, yeah. manipulate No, but, they are sensitive. But he wanted... Yeah, he, like... I felt understood by him in a weird way. Like, I felt like he, like, got me. Yeah, the same way Ted Bundy yeah. gets his victims. Because <laughs> uh, that's what sociopaths are able to do. Wait, we weren't going to call him anything like that. Is that mean? A little bit. I take it back. Okay. He might not be a sociopath. I'm sorry I said that. But what I mean is... We're... Um, he has a very... We don't know. He has a great, wonderful gift at managing to make everyone feel like they're the only at least connection. Us, at least the two of us felt a real connection with the person we had just met, which is hard to do. Yeah, I'm sorry I said that. Maybe I should cut that out. I, You might <laughs> no, not be a okay. sociopath. It's just the remorse thing makes me think that. But go on. Okay. You go on. Yeah, no, I'll... Okay, I'm so, going to cut that out. So I... <laughs> I'm cutting that out. You don't have to cut it. I probably won't. No, it's fine. So so then we hung out. So then we did hang out, and he was doing drugs, and immediately, so, but we had fun. Like, he wasn't doing that much that it was insane, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, he does drugs. Like, like the mystery is solved. He does drugs. Like, I couldn't ignore, before it was like, maybe, before I was like, maybe he does drugs. I don't know. Maybe he's a drug addict. The mystery is solved. Had you not, did you not know anything about this guy before? How much of a... Not that much. I didn't know that. I wasn't like that into him. Oh, yeah. You weren't like, you knew his music. I like his music. I don't know about him that much. But anyway, so, so, so he's doing drugs and, and... Keep in mind, the day before, I, I texted him all this stuff about drugs where I was like, I don't do drugs, you know, just so you know. I'm not, a, like, I don't know if you party a lot, but, like, I'm not into drugs. I don't drink much at all. I'm, like, pretty clean cut. Like, I'm not, you know, a partier. And he's like, no, I'm not a partier either. I just need to relax when I'm doing my record. Like, it's just, like, a one-time thing. Meanwhile, when I get there, he, he does dr- drugs, like, a lot, you know? Everybody so, that does a lot of drugs, says I don't do this that much every yeah. once in a while. That's yeah, what, which is what I'm realizing. Like, I've talked to, like, friends of mine who are in AA, and they've said, you know, that, like, that's, it's denial, you know, that he has a problem. But anyway, so, but we hung out, and it was fine. The first time was fine, except that when, when I left, and it was, I, when I say fine, it wasn't great. You know, it was okay. It, he's very charming, it was nice to finally see him because there had been so much buildup. So I was like, finally, like, and the, and we were just joking, like, oh, you're real. Okay, you're real. Like, that was the joke. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're a real person. I have to ask you if he yeah. did this with you because I just remembered it. And I even gave it to the guys on my podcast as a tip because no one's ever done this to me. And it, it worked so well. It was crazy. Um well, we had great conversation. Like, I really, really, there's nothing I can say bad about the first night I spent with him. We had so much fun, and I really liked him, and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Good connection, whatever. But the one thing he did that worked on me, like, it was crazy and so cute, is he kept on, like, 
touching me and then saying like, like he would touch me and then go, I'm sorry, is that weird? Is that okay? I'm not trying to, I don't mean to, I don't want to cross a line, but like, I just can't not touch you. Like he just, he kept touching me and then apologizing. And then it was like, I believed it to the point where I would be like, no, it, it's okay. Like it's my knee or like, no, it's, it's cute. Like, thank you. It's a compliment. And then like, Every time he would touch me, it'd be like a little bit of like a longer hug or a longer, or he'd leave his hand, but he right. kept apologizing. I don't remember if he apologized. Okay. Well, with <laughs> me, he was. I think, I think he was he really was... anxious about that. Yeah, maybe. Or it was did. a tactic. No, he might have done that too, but but any physical connection we had wasn't that intimate. It was very like, yeah, like short, like touching my knee or touching, yeah, it wasn't like... Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like we didn't, yeah, yeah, but it was, yeah, but even that, like, even when he had like touched my, anytime he touched me, he said sorry. He would be like, I don't mean to. Maybe it's because I said I'm not a groupie and I'm not going to sleep with you. He was like really, I don't know, but all I know is I assumed later that it has to be a move because no guy's ever done it to me, and it was like I don't know how to explain it. It was like he seemed so nervous to touch me that it was making me want to be like, no, give me your hand. Like it's it's okay. Right. It was making me feel like I needed to You're make him comfortable. You're taking care of him. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I was just curious if that happened. No, with you. I don't think he did that exactly. No. All right. Well. Yeah. But I don't. I honestly don't remember much of what we talked about. Um, I think we did talk about comedy. He really. He's like a real. He's really into comedy. He loves comedy. He loves talking about it. You know that kind of thing. But didn't know who Dane Cook is. <laughs> Literally, I said I'm doing a show with Dane Cook, David Spade, Rob. Sh- I, I named a bunch of famous comedians, and he was like, "Who's Dane Cook?" Whoa! He literally said that. That can't be real. How do you not know? Maybe he's just not a fan, and he's just like that. I don't. He's like a big fan. Of, he was a big fan of Mitch Hedberg, and me too. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe he just liked. But that's fine. Whatever. That's fine. I'm not saying he's lying. Yeah. I'm just saying it was a little odd. He knew my material, but not never heard of Dane Cook. Yeah, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Go on. So anyway, so so then he gives me he gives me two t-shirts. <laughs> he gave me the first night one, and then he gave me um, another one, and then he gave me one he said he bought for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, he told me that he bought me a shirt for six hundred dollars, but he never gave it to me, so I don't know what shirt that was. Have you seen him since then? No, I mean, he told me that, yeah, he told me that when I was in Cleveland, that he bought me a $600 shirt. He probably gave it to the another girl that came before you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whoops, too late. Yeah, because he was like, one night there was another girl there, and he's like, giving out shirts like hotcakes. Like, he's going in, <laughs> by the way, this guy has like the dopest shirts ever. He has a lot of good shirts. Yeah, stop giving those away, man. It's okay if you keep playing, don't play girls, but like, do not give away your shirts. Those shirts are kill. although the ones yeah. he gave me were definitely not going to fit him. Yeah, yeah, he kept, give, yeah, he had me trying a bunch, and they, most of them were big, but anyway. Um, so, so basically, we hung out that one, one time, and not a lot happened, but I was like, okay, the drug thing, check, he, he does drugs. And the next day, I was thinking, I can't, I can't date him, because I, I can't date a drug addict. Like, duh, I just can't do that, I can't ruin my life. So, I was trying to figure out how to say to him, like, I'm not... You know, I can't be with you. Like, I really like you, but I can't do this for real. And, but then I noticed he's, like, not really texting me that, that much. Or, like, I texted him, he's like, do you still like the shirts? And I'm like, yeah. You know? I think I told you that after I saw him the first time, he pulled way back on the texting. 
Um, yeah. And when I, but he would still be like, come over tonight, come over tonight, come over tonight. But when I said something, because I did, I said something, because I went to his house the next night and he said, like, I thought about you all day. I bought you a pair of slippers. I bought you, I wrote you a song, da da da. And then I said, if you were thinking about me all day, how come you didn't text me at all? And he right. said, maybe I was testing you. Quote. What does that even mean? I don't know, but I just remember thinking that that sounded... This was... But this is, again, our fault because yeah. that right there, you go, that's a red flag. I've dated guys that play games. I don't want to play games. That's a game. Yeah. But testing. then he says that, but then he's like, but here's an $800 vintage rock shirt and I wrote you this song and you're the beautiful, most beautiful. He would have groups of people over and tell you in front of everyone, tell everyone there, like, isn't she amazing? I think I'm in love with her. Have you ever seen me this happy? Like, that's going to work. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so I was thinking I have to get out of this, but then he wasn't texting me much. And so then I was kind of, like, trying to figure out, wait, does he not like me now? Like, it did, did it ruin it that we hung out? Like, he was texting me nonstop all the time, and then suddenly he's, like, not really texting me that much. And then he's like, oh, I've just slept for, like, 12 hours. I believe him. Yeah, he was sleeping. Because if you stay up for three days, you're going to sleep for yeah. 12 hours. And also, he doesn't believe in linear time <laughs> until it's over. Go on. Yeah, so then he's <laughs> like... So then he's like... I'm sorry. I have to say I'm sorry because I promised this wouldn't come yeah. off as mean and it's my fault I'm being mean, but Erica's being completely not mean. Yeah, we're like good cop, bad cop. I mean... You're not bad cop. I slept with yeah. them. Okay, I didn't. Okay. Should I... Are we saying that? Okay. They know I <laughs> slept with them. But that makes a big... It does make a big difference because like if you... I think that's why I'm more upset. Of course. If I had, I'd be really hurt. Like, and not like... I'd be really, really yeah. hurt. So I'm sorry for being mean. But part of the reason I didn't is because of Kate. <laughs> no, for real. Because he's so. going to burn my house down. And <laughs> we, we should delete that. By the, no, we're going to leave it. And by the way, can I just say <laughs> that this podcast, before it started, like eight things went wrong. Like technical difficulties. We're One like cord cursed. didn't work. The laptop didn't work. And the coffee overflowed, like, and we, I was like, I'm telling you right now, like, we're cursed. Like, I've been yeah. cursed for sure. We have to uncurse ourselves. Um, anyway, so, so basically, so, so here I am trying to figure out, first I think my plan is I'm going to tell him we're just going to be friends, right? That was my plan. Yeah, because guys love that. But as he's, but, but then he's writing me these texts that are like so not romantic anymore. So now I feel rejected. So he's like... And he goes, are we okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And he goes, well, I just, I'm having trouble reading you. And I go, well, I'm having trouble reading you. And then he said, and then he goes, oh, Lord. And I said, well. He always says, oh, Lord, sorry. <laughs> so then I said, so then I said, I don't understand. Like, you know, the, you just sent me the least romantic text. Because then he, he said, well, I'll always be down to talk comedy philosophy and Instacart rules. And I said, that's like the least romantic text I've ever received from a guy sending me love texts for a week. I was like, I don't think I've ever received a less romantic text than Instacart rules. What is Instacart? It's like a, one of those things that delivers groceries to your house. Oh. He, does, he, has, he, he doesn't want to leave the house. So like now he's like, oh, I got my groceries. I'm all set. And, and just... So, sorry I keep interjecting, but I'm trying yeah. to show them the parallels. Like, yeah. part of the reason I think that I also was, like, kind of into him, and I hate to admit this, but in hindsight, because women love when they meet a guy that they feel like is a little bit of a project, a little, yeah. and he said to me, 
I think you'd be good for me because I never go out of my house and you're like, you're, because I invited him to go roller skating before I ever went to his house. I go, let's go roller skating, Aww. which now I totally thank God we didn't go roller skating. Oh my God, he would never leave. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have made it. But yeah. like he said, um, I think you'd be so good for me because like you go out and do stuff and you're social and you like sports and I think that you would. And in my head, I agreed. I was like, like, I would be good for you. And I was like, and he'd be good for me because we're into really different things. And I felt like, I felt like it would be a good yin and yang. So I think that was part of the reason too. It didn't bother me so much. I met him at his place the first time. It didn't bother me as much as it should have because he is famous enough to where he might be recognized. And I thought maybe he doesn't like some, everybody's different about that. But now in hindsight too, it's like, I've dated guys more famous and that would get recognized more easily, and they took me out on first dates. But whatever. Yeah. But it's the drugs. It's totally the drugs. You and can't that's leave. why it's like we can't, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that's like, you know, trying to shame him, but mm-hmm. like also we were like, we like cared about him. You I know? still, because we, I still care about yeah, his yeah, health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, but anyway, just to go back to where I was, he I also noticed he would have these weird things where he would he would slip up when he talked to me. So he would say things like, like we're gonna have we would have such cute kids or something. And I was like, do you? I said, do you want kids? And he goes, you do. Yes, we do. So he he was saying what he knew I wanted to hear, but I I almost felt like I tricked him into admitting that he was trying to say what I wanted to hear, yeah. you know? So I would be like, wait, do we want kids or do you want kids, you know? <laughs> I definitely know. I know so, exactly. Yeah, so I felt like I was, like, already noticing all these red flags. And I was talking to my sister and, like, other friends where I was, like, to the point of, like, knowing that this was already not a good idea, you know? Well, from the outside, even my friend, uh, Jessica, was, like, after the first night and I'm going on and on and she goes I know this is cool but do you think it's a little much that you spent a night there and you came home with gifts and I love yous and I want to be with you and I just it was and and he did do one thing to both of us that we ignored I'm bringing up the stuff we ignored because I don't want to make it sound like this is all his fault because yeah, it's, it's not. He did. I mean, to be fair, like he mentioned other women to both of us. He, well, that's when things started going south for me. Yeah, because go ahead. yeah, because um, so then so basically where I left off with you was was and the two times I only hung out with him twice ever, and the second time, um, only happened because I it, it was my own insecurity I needed validation that he didn't just want to be my friend because to me that felt like rejection even though I was already like planning to sort of say look I think we should just be friends but somehow I couldn't deal so we talked on the phone and he's like I'm not rejecting you no I had a great time I've just been dealing with my record I've been sleeping you know for two days and that blah, could blah. be real he's like let's just hang out he's like listen I need to write and I was I was like actually I need to write too and he's like well why don't you just come right over you know come over and we'll write together mm-hmm. so I come over and again he's like really doing drugs and not only that but this time I asked he had therapy before and he even said something where he goes I know you want your man in therapy and which is true like I wished kind of that my ex went to therapy and he, like, it was like he read my mind. It was like, I know that's what you want. And so then he would talk about his therapist and say... How would he know that? 
Did you, he, did you talk about it on know. stage? Is there anywhere it you put it? It could be on stage. Because it he could, knew a lot about me that he had researched. It could be something in my act. I don't know. But, oh. like, it felt very much... We we did talk about our exes a little bit because we had just both gone through breakups, so we both talked about it. You know, I might have said it. I don't even remember. Wait, but when he said, I know you want your man in therapy, maybe he meant your man as in whoever your current man is. Like, maybe he was saying, like, I know you want your man in therapy. Yeah, no, I think he was saying it like that, but yeah. it was also... It felt like he knew me, you know? It felt like something not just anyone, you know. You gotta give the guy props (laughs) for his game. Yeah. Like, I'm really good game. You have to give him props, like, for real. Yeah. It sucks he's hurting women, but it's literally the best game of. I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, we both kind of fell for it, so. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. We both fell for it. We both fell for it. (laughs) So, but but I just want to tell you that what happened the second time was that the charm, the charm. Initial, the initial charm was wearing off. So he what the flattery had stopped. He hadn't said anything sweet to me in like a couple days. He I was over there, but he told I asked him how his therapy was, and he said it was good. And I said, did you? I j- joked like, did you bring me up or something? You know, something like that. And he said, well, yeah. And then he kind of zoned out, and I was like, well, what happened? And he goes, well, he kind of wanted me to be with this other girl. I love how it just started raining really hard right now. <laughs> it did. I mean, okay. it's 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 like he told me that his therapist really, or somebody, I think it was his therapist, really liked me for him, but that like his agent wanted him to go out with some actress. Okay, so, so this is like a this is a pattern. Yeah, this is a pattern of like making you jealous, and so, but that really, but it was such a contrast to everything else he had said to me, making me feel special, making me feel like the only one. All this stuff that when he said that, I just, it's like I froze. I like didn't, and I. But you know why he did that now, right? To have it be realized. Oh, that it was, it's like a technique to make me jealous or. Well, especially because you pulled back a little. So mm-hmm. now he's going to show you there's other, you're not, like, yeah, you're not the only that. one. You're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, of course. That was like a defense. That it's was a tactic. Like so crazy. So, so then, so I'm sitting there and he's doing drugs again and I don't want to be there now because of what he said. Like, I just don't want to be there. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't want to be there. And I eat, and then finally I just said it out loud to him. I said, I don't, I think I'm going to go home. And as I say that, I get a text. You guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. Now wait, now let me say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As she says that, <laughs> she gets a text, which is the text I sent, which FYI, I stewed on. Because I was like, I, I'm going to sound like just a jealous girl. It's going to seem like I'm just cock block, blocking. Oh, I almost said his name. It's going to seem like I'm just cock blocking, which in a way, of course I was jealous. Yeah. I was also hurt because the moment I realized he was flirting with you, I was like, you guys don't get it. The out, to the outside world, the comedy community is so small. Yes. If you fuck, I'm saying this to the male comedians, I'm saying this to whoever's listening, if you fuck two comics, we will find out. Yes. And you, like... And especially the women, there are not that many of us, and no. like, there, there's only like three blonde women. Yeah, and Com- you guys, you guys have to understand that when it ended me with me and this guy, I am convinced, and I'll never know if it's true, because... He ghosted, so I'll never get an answer, but I'm convinced that 
he either got back with or was trying to get back with his ex. And he was upset because some of the jokes that I ended up using in my act and tweeting, of course I write jokes about people, but I don't name them. But I think he was upset because I think that those jokes uh, caused his ex to realize perhaps that we had hooked up. Like some of the stuff he thought mm. was specific enough. I That's my guess. Yeah. So when I see there's opera music outside, that's... <laughs> Barely picking up though, so it's fine. That's I'm looking so at it to see weird. if it's picking up. Why is that happening? I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I have very cultural neighbors. But my point is, when I saw the text back and forth, I was just like, I'm sure it wasn't about me. I'm positive. I shouldn't take it personally. And guys aren't that smart. But there was a little piece of me that was like, this guy's so calculated. I would not put it quite past him to try to date a comic so that it gets back to me to hurt me. Or maybe his ex, because she didn't take him back, would be jealous because it's another comic. Who knows? But I was just like, I suddenly, all the anger I had let go of came back because I was like, not only did I never get closure, he yeah. never apologized. Which you really should have, you should have been granted closure. Just like, the truth is all I, I ever wanted. If, especially, I think, if, if a guy sleeps with a woman, you owe her at least an answer. All if I, if yeah. you disappear. Like, you should not disappear on people. Like, it's it, nobody deserves that. Well, and you gotta know, too, that, like, literally, while he is ghosting me, he's tweeting about um, people kicking you when you're down and having empathy and, like... <laughs> It was just literally everything he would tweet, I would be like, God, it's so fake because he doesn't have any empathy for what he did to me and he thinks I'm like a monster because I blew up his phone. I admit, I blew up his phone like a crazy person, but that's because like the last time we did talk, it was, I just need to work on myself, but I don't believe it's over. I think we're meant to be in each other's yeah. lives and da da da. Yeah. So that's keeping the door open instead of being like, look, this isn't, yeah. like, it's not you. I just can't be a boyfriend right now. Like yeah. that's all you needed. So when I saw that, and I went back and forth for a while, mm -hmm. and I sent the text, but I did my best to word it so that it would be yeah, like, Yeah, it was a right. really nice text. Like, when I got it first, I'm like, why is Kate Quigley texting me? This is really weird. Yeah, because we I even we said my name. Text. I said, hey, I don't know if you know who this is. It's Kate. I don't and even I know did, how. I did have your number how saved. Did we have, I don't me know. too. I don't know. This was years ago, I think, that we exchanged numbers. Well, and by the way, just so you know, yeah. um, before I texted you, because I didn't even think I had your number, I went to look, because I was going to DM you, and that's when I realized we didn't follow each other on social media, and I was like, I swear at some point we did, so then I was like, this is so weird. Just everything about it, I was like, yeah. now we don't follow each other, so there's already, that was part of the reason I did send the text, because I yeah. was like, there's already some weirdness, because we, most comics follow each other, and yeah. I was like, I just don't want drama in my life anymore, and I thought it would be better to just handle it head on and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and you, like, to give you credit, your text was worded really well, because you started it with that comedy's a small world, and that you, that you're like, Listen, you, like, I think you're great. You deserve the best, blah, blah, blah. Like, I might sound a little jealous now, but I don't know your relationship with this person. But he really hurt me, you know. And, and I, you know, I read it. I was already feeling like I need to leave this situation. And because I'm not always great at trusting my own instincts, it just solidified what I was already feeling at the right time. So when I texted you back and I was like, um, I'm sitting with him right now. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. She literally, the text, you guys, the text she got back from me, I, I mean, okay, 
<laughs> I, the text she sent me back was, oh my God, I'm so glad you sent this text. I'm literally sitting next to him right now and I don't, something like I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And so <laughs> FYI, first of all, I felt so many emotions at one time. Because yeah. And I was of, feeling it too because I was just like. I'm sure you were so weird. I was so out. confused. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, one, I felt, initially I felt like, ugh, like it hurt for a second because it's just like, oh my God, she's right next to him. But it was also like a shock because it was like, what are the odds of the timing? Yeah, because I, I didn't know that you, like, first of all, I was like, wait, how would she know I'm here? You know, I didn't. I, yeah, you didn't. But it was like a weird, like... It was so crazy because you were there, and then, and then <laughs> it, it was like, I didn't know you were there, but then I started to to worry. Like, you sent that text back saying you felt uncomfortable and you were thinking of leaving, and you were glad I said that. And then, like, I think I sent something back saying like, oh, oh, thank God, I'll tell you everything. I'm just, I hope I didn't overstep. I felt so weird or whatever. But then. Um, I just, I started to get my head like, God, if he, if she tells him, he'll probably think that I'm like outside his fucking house, like stalking him. Like how would I, what are the odds that you would be there? But I think I did say to you, you're welcome to bring me up to him and say anything because the truth is that like, I knew if she did whatever he would say, I would have the evidence to show the truth. So part of me was like, it's okay. Cause if I were her. And now I'm going to give you credit. Yeah, yeah. She sent back that text saying, thank you, whatever. She could have just as easily been like, fuck this girl. She's just like, I don't even know you. You're over. Why would, like, you could have been closed off or not trusted me. And, and, yeah. and instead, you decided to choose to believe me before you even really knew. Like, now you know, but you didn't know if I was telling the truth. But I already me. knew how I felt. In Uh, this situation. Do you know what I mean? And for me, it was validation that what I was feeling was valid. Like that what I was feeling was real and that I should listen to my instincts, which is you need to leave. You know? It was such a crazy sign (laughs) because I had been starting to like think maybe I I needed it too because I was starting to think maybe I did something wrong. Like maybe because when his new record came out, so uh, he had blocked me, you guys. And when his, when he... His new record came out. Somehow I was unblocked. I'm sure he'll block you again now. <laughs> I'm sure he already has. And me too. Yeah, but I, I sent him a really, like, nice message. I haven't messaged him in months, but I'm sure he saw it because I know he reads his DMs. And he and I just said, like, uh, I'm really happy for you. I know how things ended, but congrats on the new album. I'm sure people will love it, something like that. And, like, um, it took me a lot of work to forgive you, but, like, I'm still down to be friends if you want. But this, mind you, was before I knew you were there. And it was before I knew he was still... I thought I said... In fact, I even said in the message, if you're sober now, we could totally kick it as friends. Because I was thinking, like, uh, I would love to have a sober friend. And yeah. maybe now we can talk like adults. That was my whole thought that I sent right. him. And that was a few days before. And then I messaged you. Yeah. So, basically, I was already in a position where I don't know if I I said something to him around that exact same time where I said you know I really don't like how it made me feel that you said your therapist wanted you to be with some other girl right so he's already backed into a corner then I also bring you up and I said now why am I getting a text from Kate Quigley (laughs) and then he just 
you could see in his face that he was backed into too much, like, that the thing about the girl he could talk himself out of, but then the thing about you he couldn't really talk himself out of, though he did try, and he got progressively more and more intoxicated as we were talking, to the point of, like, I think he called me Kate at one point. Like, I think he was like, Kate, you listen, Kate. And I was like, I'm not Kate. Like, he was so, in, in me, you know, intoxicated. Can I say the thing he said about the other guy? Yeah. And, and also, I didn't know this till tonight, you guys, when we watched the Super Bowl. But, I mean, of course he said I'm crazy, block her. But that's, like, any guy's go-to. If, yeah. But if, he was, like, making me block. So I, like, blocked you in front of him, and then I quickly unblocked you. I can't <laughs> believe like, he made you. Yeah, he was like, if you're gonna, if we're going to still talk, you need to block her. She's crazy. But, by the way, the whole time... He has me not blocked on his Instagram, and I know him, and he reads his DMs. I know he saw the message I sent him, so the fact that he made you block me, but he didn't even have me blocked, don't you think that's a little weird? Yes, very. But also, you guys, I didn't know this till tonight, which this, like, irked me for a second, but it's funny in hindsight. Um, When I was with him, he asked me about people I've dated that are, like, in the business, whatever, and I told him about one, and... He said, first he pretended not to know who this guy is, which I was okay with because that's not everyone would. But then he said, wait, I met him once at a party. He was so rude and condescending to me. He said, like, aren't you just, oh shit, I can't. He just, he made like, <laughs> yeah. a, he made like a backhanded, like, compliment. compliment. Like if someone came up to me and said like, oh, you're just that chick that just, Joey Diaz podcast, but didn't give me credit for like being my own person. Whatever. I don't know. That's a bad example. But point is, um, he was like, yeah, I don't like that guy. And then, so he pretended not to know him, then didn't like him. And, uh, and that guy, the guy I used to date that this is about, um, one time I brought up this musician to that guy only because he DM'd me once while I was with this guy and I was like, every time he DMs me, it's so weird because, like, I used to listen to his music so much in college. It's just, like, it's weird when you get to know someone you used to listen to a Yeah. Um, but the guy, my not my ex, but the guy I used to date, he said, uh, oh, that guy? Like, I don't even know his music. Like, he said something kind of rude about him in that moment. <laughs> so they both said rude things about each other. Yeah, but then fast forward to tonight, Erica tells me this. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, he told me that he was friends with... Kate's ex and and they both said she was crazy that they bonded over oh yeah well he I know a friend who she did that to too which I I honestly don't remember what he said you did but it wasn't enough of a defense for me to believe him over you and also I was like you know if a girl this is the other thing I think we both learn learn from this and and men should learn this too that your you know your reputation does precede you like if you do something to another woman, another if and a woman hears about it, we're not going to be like like a smart one at least to give myself credit. Yeah, you're <laughs> really smart. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a smart one is not going to say, "Oh yeah, Kate sounds crazy." A smart one is going to look at first, how do I feel around this person? Second of all, what have what has he said to me? Third of all, would Kate really reach out to me to tell me something about this guy if if she was the crazy one in this scenario. And and also, I will say this. There are three guys in my entire life that have made me feel a little crazy. I mean, really. And it happens. Sometimes there's yeah. people we date that make us feel crazy. But 
with all three of those guys, comedy, like I said, is a small circle. Very. There have been <laughs> guys I've dated that I've been very much involved with or had feelings for or even been crazy with that have dated other women I know. And it stung. But never in my life did I reach out, warn someone. I never did because even the guys that lied to me had multiple women when they told me there was one or ghost, not ghosted, but there's been guys that have blocked me for a while where you're like, you just wanted to talk and they block you for a month until they're ready, whatever. Even with those people, no one ever hurt me in the way that he did. And that was like... To me, it was like what he did was extra, like, putting a knife in, but, like, twisting it a lot. It was... Yeah. That's why. So, and that I mean, is that is that is part of the reason I really listened to you, because the way you said it was very... You made yourself very vulnerable. You weren't like, this guy's a jerk. And and that's also why I said, like, I would do this podcast, because I, I didn't want to say, like, this guy was a jerk to us. Like, we didn't want... None of this is us wanting to say that. It's just us saying, like, look, like... If you hurt someone, someone else might find out. And, like, I don't, like, I would rather believe you and not be hurt than be like, Kate is probably overreacting and then have the same thing happen to me, which is more likely going to be the case. Yeah, and I just, I want the guy to know, too, like, even now in this moment, okay, like, it would be easy to say, like I said, this would be easy to say, he's a sociopath and none of it was real, but... And maybe this is me, like, wanting to believe some of it is real. Who knows? But the problem is some of the things are very at least thoughtful. And maybe they're fake. I don't know. But, like, for instance, like, one of the gifts he gave me, I'm, I'm not going to, like, I. one of the gifts he gave me was very well thought out. Like, it wasn't like he just went, here, have this shirt. It was a very specific thing that he did because of, like, where I'm from. And so it's like, on some level you go... This person has love somewhere. Like, it can't all be fake. And so it just, it makes me, in a way, I think the reason it's been so hard for me, too, is because, like, I can forgive. I could meet a serial killer, and if he was molested or so, I could find it. Like, I have compassion for damaged people. I always have. Yeah. So I think part of me always wants to reach out to help. But at some point, you have to go, if they have no remorse and don't care, even, like, in that moment for him, he could have made a choice to say, why don't you tell Kate, let's finally hash this out. Or Yes. You know? And yes. Great. If, if you guys were together and he was treating you well and he apologized and said, Kate, I just was in a bad place, cool. But, like, instead to go, she's crazy. I bonded with her ex over how she's a psycho. Yeah. It why? Didn't, and it didn't feel good to me. That wasn't what the answer I wanted, you know? And he was obviously caught off guard and didn't know how to handle it. So then he got progressively more and more intoxicated to the point of where I was like, I have to leave. And then he was begging me to stay. Like, he was, like, cry, like crying and, like, please don't leave me. I canceled three lifts because of that because I was like, I've got to go. And then he's like, no, please don't leave me. The cats were scared. It was it was a scene, you know. And <laughs> By the way, were. I canceled, I canceled I a few lifts. Can you talk while I... Yeah, can... we could also pause, but okay, sure. Yeah. I canceled a few lifts also, by the way, and Erica had the audacity to ask him for $20, which I, in hindsight, I'm like, why didn't I do that? I never did Oh, yeah, that. I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself that I was like... Give me $20. I just canceled three lifts. Give me, and he was like, okay. And he did. Okay. Go pee. We'll take a pause. <laughs> Jesus. It's like a five-hour pause. It's actually only at an hour. Oh, really? 
Yeah. I don't think we're being mean. And anytime that we say anything mean, we're like, wait a second, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just two people being real. We're being real. Speaking of being real, I think that your deodorant should be real. At least all natural. I think it should be safe for you to use and should be able to hang with you through your workout or busy life or 16-hour day or being a mom. I need you guys to try native deodorant. I have to be real with you guys. I've never been a fan of all-natural deodorant. I've been scared of it and... I told the ad people this and they were like, you have to try this. It's amazing. And they sent it to me and it is amazing. It works. I got the unscented, but they have all kinds of cool scents. The cucumber mint, I really liked as well. Uh, but they've got coconut vanilla. They've got eucalyptus mint. They've got rose and lavender. I mean, whatever scent you want, you can try. But this stuff is great. It's all natural. Plus, they have free returns and exchanges. So if you try it and you don't like it, it doesn't work for you, you can send it back for free. Uh, you can subscribe to a deodorant subscription and get 17% off. That's saving $2 per deodorant sick. Uh, or you can, you know, buy it as you need it. But I want you guys to visit nativedeodorant.com slash datefails. And if you enter the promo code datefails during checkout, that's 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com slash datefails. Enter promo code datefails at checkout. I think you guys should definitely check this out because there's no aluminum in it. And you know, aluminum may be linked to serious health ramifications. So uh, go, you know, look that up. I can't tell you that you won't get anything definitely by not using aluminum, but I can tell you it has been linked to breast cancer, Alzheimer's, and native is all natural. So try it. Nativedeodorant.com slash datefails. Your health is very important. Important to me. Should be important to you. So check that out, guys. Okay, sorry guys. We had to pause. That thing's on, but yes. I'm gonna cut that. Yeah, it's on. It's going. See? Oh, okay. Guys, we're recording on like eight devices because the wizard cast a spell on all my electronics. In all seriousness, I don't think that's true. I think the reason I think everything happens for a reason, but that's because I'm seeing a shaman who told me that. <laughs> How funny is it, by the way, that I'm like, he has a magic cave. I don't believe in that. And then I'm like, so the shaman. shaman says. Anyway, okay. So uh, we stopped at you asking for money yeah. for your canceled Ubers, which I never did. And I'm still mad at myself. Although I did make the ex who supposedly uh, this guy is now friends with. I did make him Venmo me for condoms. <laughs> So and also twenty dollars somehow. Twenty and twenty. Twenty. Wait, we didn't even talk about. I just have to. We didn't even talk about. We're gonna go into the second half of your story, but we didn't even talk about that. Even since this has happened, we have had so many parallels. Yes. That are like insane. Really weird. Like the next day, she had no water in her apartment, and then my tub overflowed with sewage, and I we both had plumbers working. It was like yeah. And then, like, I had a weird set, you had a weird set at the same time. I feel like stuff has kept happening. Like, whatever is out there, if it's the God or the universe or shaman souls, or if it's magic, who knows, something, this was supposed to happen. I believe yeah, it with all my heart. I think so, too. So, okay. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, it I still so can't. Weird. Because, guys, we haven't even... Okay, so we haven't even gotten... You think, like, all of this so far has been, like, insane coincidence? We haven't even gotten to the biggest 
coincidence of all and what I think is the coolest part of the story because all of this so far is one-sided like I've been vulnerable I've told her I'm jealous of her I've told her this guy really hurt me and by the way uh part of the story that's really important and I'm giving myself a little pat on the back even though you shouldn't reward yourself for not doing the wrong thing <laughs> Wait, what? but like the old Kate, and you guys know this because the name of the podcast is Date Fails because I was a psycho sometimes, and I'm telling you, the old Kate, when I text her and she said she was uncomfortable and she was going to leave soon, and we text back and forth a little bit. I could read them, but we text back and forth a little, and then you sent me one, like, I'm going to leave soon. I'll call you when I leave, and then that was at, like, 10 or something, and then I never heard back from her, and... I'm sitting here. Oh, and then by the way, I text like one girlfriend and told her that I had done this. And she was like, Kate, she was so annoyed at me for sending it. And you know, when you're already beating yourself up for something, cause I was already like thinking my worst case scenario in my head was she told him, he said, she's crazy. Oh, you text back just out of curiosity. How did you know I was talking to him? Yeah. Which the truth was the tweets. Right. But I couldn't help but then, because that was the last text you sent me, and then I replied back. And then when I never heard from you, I started thinking, he told her to ask that. He thinks I'm stalking him outside his apartment. Mm. Because when I was there, and ironically, both he and the ex that he's supposedly friends with now... The first time I went to both of their houses, we're looking around for cars outside the house, like sometimes TMZ <laughs> hangs out, when now I know in hindsight, both of them How were crazy. still involved with exes that they thought might be watching. Stalking them. Yeah, so I thought for sure that he had told you maybe like that I went to his house once, because once he was tweeting like some suicidal shit, and I was really worried about him, and I went there fully not intending to stay. I had my friend waiting for me, but I just like... If I was, if you were tweeting you're going to kill yourself, and we've ever fucked, ever, I'm coming to check on you. Yeah. Like, I couldn't help it. And so that's not your fault. You cared about him. I went and knocked on his door, and he was, like, really sweet. Thank you for coming. I, I have my counselors here. I can't talk, but I'm doing okay. It was good to see you. I, I miss you. I'm sorry. It was like that, and that's the last time I ever saw his face. And so, but my worst fear was he's like telling you and you're there and, and, and because we had had our weirdness the last time I saw you, I'm thinking, well, it's totally understandable if, if she believes him because she doesn't know me and maybe mm -hmm. she thinks I'm jealous and he could show her how I blew up his phone or who knows. So I started to get in my head, like, then I sent her a text, like apologizing, like, I'm so embarrassed now. I hope, like, I'm I'm sorry. Please tell him, like, if you guys want to call me on speaker, like, I'm happy to show you anything. I don't know. I started yeah. getting nervous. And then I went to the spa. Which... Yeah, that was the funny part, Kate's like, I'm going to the spa with my friend. I was like, it's like, like, it's like 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I go to the Korean spa sometimes. Wow. You I don't? Go. No, I haven't been. I have to take you. It's open all night. Oh, my God. I would love to go. Esther Koo used to, by the way, when she would come to L.A., fucking stay there because you can, for like $14, you get a 24-hour pass, and there's like a napping room, and oh people my. basically more or less will like stay in there overnight. 
on the floor on like a yoga mat. Oh my god. It's so weird, but it's great. It's That's free Wi Fi. Wow. I'm okay. gonna take you to the Korean spots. It's Polygon. I've Gozer. heard about it, but I just haven't been. Well, so my point is the old Kate and for one second I thought like everything in me was hurt, jealous, uh, thinking they're thinking I'm crazy, thinking they're talking about me, angry. I felt so many things. Old Kate would have bought a gram of blow, called my friend, who is the best partner in crime of all time, that, like, we used to go out and do shit to get revenge on these fuckboys and video it and, like, watch it for a month oh and laugh God. so hard. Nothing too, nothing evil, funny, like, funny shit. Like, what I was saying tonight when I was like, we should we should text him and ask if we can borrow a mic cord. Like, stuff like that, <laughs> but we would really do it, and we'd go get it, and then we'd do this with the mic cord, like, oh crazy. God. But I was so proud of myself because... I didn't, like, I did eat a little piece of an edible to kind of chill, and then I called my friends that I need to go to the spa, went, came home, and the amazing thing is, I was able to fall asleep. Whoa. At three. And, like, in the past, there is no, even without coke, there's no way I could have slept because I would obsess. Right. So, I feel, I felt a little proud, I mean... It was a small victory because texting you is still, like, in some way a little weird. But then it, I'm so glad I did now. So, yeah. okay, guys, so now I'll let Erica tell you what happened. Yeah, so then so then I'm still there while she's at the spa. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I'm still there, and he's getting progressively worse. And I'm, I'm frankly worried about him. But also he's get, he was getting kind of mean, like, and you know, I'm not shit-talking, but, like, the person that was so sweet and charming... You know, I, I start saying things like, you know, you, I think you have a drug problem. I think you need, you know, this is a problem. This is going to destroy your life. And he was like, good, I want it. You know, like, he's like, I want to die. Like, things like that were just, like, serious, sad things to say. And, but then I said, you know, you really need to, like, you need to stop doing it because it, it will kill you. And he, he goes, oh, so how are you enjoying your millions? How are you doing with your life? By the way, like, <laughs> as if money has anything to do with happiness. Yes, and also just, like, well, I'm, I am going to live till March. Or until he's happy, that's it. And, and anyone that goes into that, cir- that, that his circumference is going to be met with a lot of drama and chaos. You know, like, all I felt was, oh, my God, this is so chaotic. And there was a moment, honestly, where I felt like I would, like, I felt like I was, like, comforting him. Like, I was, like touching his head or something because he seemed in pain yeah like he actually seemed in physical pain and I and I was like oh he like needs a mother you know like he this guy and I I mean I'm not saying it to be demeaning but like this person is looking for like a mother or somebody who like will protect him but like he but he you're not gonna find that in a lover or a girlfriend no and 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 I just want to say to be fair to this person, if he hears this, that I told you, you said he began to be mean to you, right? Yeah. And I said, I didn't see that side of him, to be completely honest. There were things certainly that weren't attractive, but he was never mean, and he never said anything mean to me like an insult, which was actually part of the reason it was so hard for me to, like when I would explain it to people, it's not like I could say this guy's a dick, because he was never mean. It's just... He was so insensitive, whatever. But something you just said resonated with me. So, like, maybe he has some kind of mom issue, which is what he needs to figure out, Mm -hmm. right? But 
my dad, I talked on the last podcast about how I was going through something really heavy with in my family and my father. And the reason it was so weird is because there was a moment like the one you just described where suddenly you saw like, oh, there's this other side of this person that's really cruel or whatever, mean, whatever. Yeah. And I just had that same thing happen with my father. Mm. But in that moment, I went, oh my God. When you told me that, when you told me that, I said to you, he's my father. But I yeah. never saw it till, I think for me at least, my life was like everything came together partly because this triangle of him, my dad, you, suddenly I went, my dad did this, which is why I'm choosing these guys. But then this guy seemed different. But then you said suddenly he turned mean to you. And I went, that's exactly what happened to It's like literally so many parallels. It's insane. Wow. And I'm saying this so that he knows if you do have some issue you need to deal with. I'm saying this from a place of love. Like I know you hate me yeah. or mad or whatever you feel. But like it's okay. We all have them. Yeah. We all have them. But, like, me, for the last three and a half months, I've been working on figuring it out. Yeah. And if you don't figure it out, you hurt people around you. Like, like if you are if you decide not to figure things out, it's fine, but just know that you are hurting people around you, you know? And it's not okay. And yeah. if, if you want uh, to date someone that you're not going to hurt, find another person who loves to do drugs and has no ambition because yeah. there's plenty in LA like half yeah. the time yeah but I think the problem here is that you and I are both very driven people yeah. and smart and we're not people that are just easily like oh we're gonna fall in love with a rock star and everything's gonna be perfect so, so, but, but anyway, the, the point is that I didn't expect, I was a little surprised that he said anything mean because up till that point he was really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. And, but the only thing that provoked him was me trying to help him. Interesting. And the other thing is that what happened with you is he blocked you the second you tried to be there for him because he was in crisis. So you thought, and so this person doesn't want to be helped that's what I, I think he doesn't want to be helped and so the only thing you can do with that person if somebody doesn't want to be helped is just get away because you can't you help someone who doesn't want to be helped no and that's been the thing for me that I learned from all of this yeah. is that I, I mean my impulse has always been to continue to try to help them but also it's like you have to realize too at some point that you have to make a choice it's you or them you yes. can't have both. I no. think I even said it to you because the one thing I didn't want, and this is so weird, but like I didn't want us to build a friendship based on us trying to keep each other away from someone. Like I didn't want it to be like, if you see him, I'll know because we're friends. Yeah. That's my coffee pot going off, by the way. But, uh, and that's why like I kept on trying to be like, but if you do want to see him, if you do want, if you do want like... Yeah. I would support it, but it will fuck up your career, and I knew it. Yeah, so anyway, so the next, so I did leave eventually, late, yeah. 
And I texted Kate when I got out, and I was like, just so you know, you're not crazy. (laughs) That was was nice. (laughs) I was like, this person has issues, blah, blah, blah. But then we talked, and we had a really nice, open conversation. Like, and I was kind of scared, nervous to call you. I was nervous to answer. Yeah, like, we were both, like, in this weird, nervous place. Like, I felt like I had to explain why I was there so long. But also, we were texting, texting, and then when my phone rang, it was the weirdest mix of feelings because on one hand, I love that you called because it's you should never text about things like this if you don't have to. Yeah. But on the other hand, when it rang, it's so rare someone has the balls to call. I got immediately nervous. Like I was like, should I answer? Should I not? And I was groggy. I just woke up. Ow. And then I was like, fuck it. And then yeah. I'm so glad I answered. I'm so glad you did. Yeah, because we had... Three hours we talked. Was it three hours? I looked at the phone when we hung up, and I was like, holy shit, we just talked oh, for three. Oh, my God. It was like therapy. Well, clearly, we both needed it, because I, even though it was a short-lived thing for me, it was very intense, and I had I had fallen for him. I really liked him, and, and I liked a lot of the things that I thought he could be or was, you know, and then Kate telling me things about him that I had already noticed... And just being like, yeah, he said that to me, too. Here, he did that to me, too. And it was like, oh. <laughs> and it also helped that I had literally, like, with him, I wasn't stupid. Because guys lie out here so often. And with him, I just, I, I wanted to believe it. But something in me was like, save these texts. Save stuff. Because if he ever says you're crazy, you have proof this all went down. So I literally sent Erica. <laughs> I go, look, in case you don't believe me, I swear I'm telling you the truth. I sent her a text, and then we started talking. It was just like, I mean, she's here at my house, and I'm showing her the stuff from him. Like, you can't, you can't deny it when it's in front of you. Yeah. And I was so grateful to talk to someone who got it because I was embarrassed that I caught feelings so intense so quickly, and I, I couldn't, even my, my guy friends that always get me are like, Kate, for real, like... You guys only talked for like a few weeks. Like, come on. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, yeah, no, I totally got it. Like, I, know. I was like, I was saying to, to you, like, you feel almost hypnotized. You're just like, kind of like entranced by this person because he's an interesting person. He's very dynamic, very smart, and obviously a genius talent. So, why would you not be like fascinated by this person? But that at the same time, you're like, something's not right. This doesn't quite feel right. I can't, it's too good to be true. It's too much, too soon. There were know? little things too, like uh, like I told you this, but I mean, women, and everyone knows, women fantasize about the potential of a guy, which is a terrible habit, by the yeah. way. <laughs> From the minute we meet them, they say things like, he said something about helping me fix up my bedroom in my apartment. Like, stuff like that, we take it and we go... This guy's planning a future with me. He wants yeah. to help make my place better. He said, but the one thing that was like, the one thing that's funny is if someone's going to fuck up my career now, it makes me pull back a little. And I think I would have had an even harder time with him mm-hmm. if I, there wasn't, there was a little wall because he said one thing that stuck. He said, I think I, you, he said, first of all, you check every box which I was like, that's weird though, like, there's a list of boxes, but okay. <laughs> Mostly just women have that, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, I wonder if you'd be a good cat mom when I'm away. And that was the one that stuck with me, because I thought to myself, 
No. Because, not because I don't want to care about the pets. But, that's not your profession. You're uh, not I'm a, a cat mom. I'm away too, one. And B, if I did date anyone who's in a traveling profession, like an athlete, a musician, a comedian, um, it's so hard to see each other. If I have a weekend off and you're on the road, I'm coming. Right. I want to see you. I'm not staying at home with your fucking pets. Fuck yeah. that. So that was a red flag. Well, the other red flag I noticed is that the inconsistency of the flattery would be like, you're so you're a genius. You're like one of the best comics out there. That's true. No, no. First of all, no. This is not even remotely true. Uh, it is, but that's fine. We, no, none of us think that. <laughs> yeah. So then he said, he said, um, so so he would say things like that, but then. He would say things like, like I would send him a clip that I, th- I thought based on him thinking I'm so great he would like, you know, for my set. And then he would write back something like this. Is comedy funny? Is comedy funny anymore? And I was like, wait, are you saying I'm not funny now? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I was like, and then he would just be like really vague. And like, no, I'm just asking, is comedy even funny? But it was just like someone on drugs not making any sense. Can you know? I tell you that I don't want to sound like um, I don't I don't want to like I don't know how to say this because I I don't want to downplay or sound narcissistic. Like I don't want you to think you guys didn't have a real connection or that. And I also am like it's maybe crazy for me to even think that he even still gives a fuck or that I ever cross his mind or that he would care enough to want to get any kind of revenge or whatever. Yeah. But I do wonder, because when I was with him, he never nagged my comedy. He only complimented my jokes. He was very supportive, at least, of the comedy. Yeah. But then with you, which I think your jokes are much more well-written. I think I'm a good, I'm a really excellent performer and I have great timing. You're an amazing writer. I think that for him to even be able to try to say a joke of yours, your jokes are funny. Like if you read it out loud to a six-year-old, they would laugh like they would get a set-up punch. I think he's angry at comedians now because of what I did. So he's going to like... I think it was like residual anger at comics because you also said he told you comics are all crazy and you should never date a comic. Yeah, he did say don't. He's like, you're not supposed to. Like, I felt like he had like, there are a few moments where I was like, does he have like an inside joke about comics? Because he kept talking about how like comic, you shouldn't date a comic. They're crazy. And then he was like, are you going to write jokes about me? You're going to, this is all going to be a joke, isn't it? This is going to be a joke. I'm like, no, it's going to be a podcast. Comics are crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is, this is. Well, this whole podcast is like, don't mess with comics. Well, don't, like, don't, no, it's not just comics. Like, no. whatever you do for a living, if yeah. you work at Starbucks, are you gonna fuck two of the chicks that work there? No. So why would you think for a minute you could get away with hooking up with two LA-based, same age, female comedians? Are you Blonde. insane? Like, yeah. Really? Are you insane? In fact, when I was with him, he was going on and on and on about how much he likes Tiffany Haddish. I was like, this is hilarious. Tiffany will love this. Yeah. I was like, really? I go, she's my friend. I've known Tiffany for years. He was like, no way. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh my God, I love her. Whatever, right? After me and him stopped talking, uh, I'm with Tiffany one night, and I almost said his name. He <laughs> followed her on oh. Twitter. Or Insta- I don't know what. On something... 
and I had told her about him, and she knew, and I go, oh God, just promise me, if you ever meet him, you will be like, Kate is my girl, you motherfucker, and she was like, oh, fuck yeah, like, to, it, but uh, like, he doesn't get, we all, you, listen, me and you could hate each other, comics can hate each other, but if you fuck with one of us, we're suddenly friends. That's how it works, because this is a brotherhood, and we get it. Like, it's not easy, and yeah, we're like, do not fuck with like, us. It is, like, it's hard enough doing comedy. Yeah. Like, it's hard enough, and we're both in similar places in our career where it's, like, it's important that we put our careers first, and we don't, like, get all distracted by, you know, drugs or guys. Yeah, and we're also in places where it's easy... For, we, you and I have not been doing this long enough to be where we are. Would you agree? Yes. That causes a little bit of, you know, I don't want to, I don't like to say people are jealous, but you just can't help, it's a competitive industry sometimes. So, it's like, when I found out it was you, of all people, no matter what I felt about you, immediately I'm like, oh hell no, like... You're con- like it's. I can't describe it. It's like going to war with someone. Yeah, yeah. And instead of getting upset with me, you were really vulnerable. And that's like c- coming back to our whole thesis in the podcast yes. is that Kate and I are very proud of how we handled this I because really am. we both could have handled it. We both, but it took both of us to be like, "This is how I feel," and like I'm trying to look out for you. It might not seem like I'm looking out for you because I can see how it comes across. And then. Should we tell the second part? Yeah, please. <laughs> and okay. also, you were so, like, um, sensitive to it, too, though. Like, you took it from... That's how I know you're like me. You're, like, empath. You can, yeah. like... You can go, oh, if I was this girl, I'd be embarrassed. I could just tell from the way you were texting me. And you even said, don't worry. <laughs> Which made me go, I swear, like, the one part I was like... You were like, don't worry. And I was like, she's trying to let me know, like, you got nothing to worry. Like, it was so sensitive. Yeah. And I knew... I knew from your text, but the way you worded your text was, I could tell you put a lot of thought into it, because you opened it with, this is comedy a weird... is a world, yeah, this is weird, and com- the comedy is a small world, which is very true. It is so small, Yeah, you know, and so we had this really open conversation where I was like, you're not crazy. This yeah. person is sick or ill or an addict, and, and he did the same thing to me, and I'm actually grateful you texted me, because... It just solidified how I already felt in the moment. I was like, I don't feel right. But there's no one here to tell me that, I, that I'm that i crazy, like, that I'm not crazy, except for you. You know, you saying that was like, you know what? All the feelings I'm having right now are totally valid. I don't want to be here, and it's right that I don't want to be here. And, and you gave me the closure I needed on it even though tonight when I found out he said he talked to my ex that made me angry for a second we don't know if that's true though even if it's true I mean whatever we're sitting here talking about him he can say that we're crazy who cares Mm -hmm. but uh you honestly like just even finding out he's still doing drugs the, the minute I knew that even though it makes me sad because I truly think that he... I would love to see what he is sober because I think he might be beautiful. So I don't know. Yeah. But it just made me go... I mean, I have beat myself up a lot. And I know it wasn't my fault. I know. But, you know, there's always moments we go... 
could I have handled it differently? Was that joke too far? Was it, granted, I apologize. I even sent him, I even sent him, this is so funny. Remember I told you I sent him an apology gift and yeah. I've never done that? Yeah. Do you know what I sent him? You're going to laugh because it's so fitting for him. What is it? Because you know how much he loves Star Wars? Yeah. I sent him the game Sorry, Star Wars edition. Oh my god. Literally with a note. Wow, that's like the nicest thing. Thanks, I thought so. So nice. But when I found out he was still doing drugs at least, I suddenly went, okay, this guy just tweeted that he's in the program and he's so many whatever sober. So like, I went, we can no longer believe anything. It just made me go, okay... This isn't your fault, Kate. It could have all been lies. It's not yes, your fault. You it's just not. Want, yeah. yeah. But you helped me. Aww. I never, I mean, really, I've been like walking on sunshine. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So we had this wonderful open talk for like three hours, yep. apparently. It was three hours. Wow. Yep. And, but we were both vulnerable and we were both honest about everything. And then we hang up and then I just could not help myself, but I had another issue, which is that you're friends with an ex of mine and I have always and the reason that I was cold to you the time at the comedy store was because I felt like there was a flirtation with him and that was always an issue with me for me yep and I so I texted Kate and I was like there's one other thing (laughs) I was like because after you were so vulnerable I was like I can't not tell her this yeah and then her text to me just so you guys know the (laughs) opening of it was literally like almost verbatim the opening of the first text I sent her it was like hey there's one other thing I know this is really weird um but I kind of feel like I have to tell you I the reason I felt weird around you and I was kind of cold to you was because I dated this guy that you're friends with, and I always thought maybe there was a little flirtation, and I was jealous. It literally was, like, so open and honest, and so exactly, like, I knew how she felt sending it, because I was like, oh, my God. Exactly you how just I felt said the same one. It. Yeah, so I didn't even text back. I literally just called yeah, her on you, the phone. You called me back, and we had, like, another hour conversation about, about my, uh, you know, about, like, our feelings about my ex, because like I, I never knew what what the deal was there, but I, it was always a sort of a point of contention with my ex because I knew you guys were good friends, and sometimes you would like do little flirt, flirty yep. texts. I know or exactly what you mean. Yeah, and so here I'm, I'm holding this back. Or for the three hour conversation, I'm thinking, well, she doesn't know that I have jealousy issues about this thing. And so then when you called me back, we talked, you you made me, you did the same, you made me feel so much better. Like, well, I mean, I, I have to say just that one time it happened with me and this is what I'm talking about in comedy. It's <laughs> like you, there was a guy I dated years and years ago who once on a break like, just literally, like, followed this other comic on Instagram or something. Like, I saw a little flirtation with them. And for, I was immature back then, but for, like, a year or two, I just didn't really like this girl. Every time I'd see her, I wouldn't be rude. I'm never mean to people, but I would just be, like, a little icy, like the way it was with us that night. I felt it. Yeah. And I never had a valid reason, but she was the same to me. And then finally one day, I just told her... I got mature enough. I just said, like, I just want to tell you I'm sorry because I've always been weird around you. And the reason is because 
I thought this guy was into you that I used to date and I'm sure you guys never hooked up, but it's whatever. And her and I start talking and then there was some guy she felt the same about with me and it just was like, it's, it's crazy how much sometimes you make up a story in your head about someone and operate on that story when the reality is if you, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's so hard to, yes. to say to another girl that you think doesn't like you, I'm a little jealous but I need to tell you this. It's scary because we could both be bitches. Yeah. But instead, uh, for us at least, the truth enabled us to become friends. Yeah. I'm like almost going to cry because I feel like it's like emotional. Right? It well, is. Yeah, because, because I also, like, yeah, I harbored all this resentment that I didn't even realize I had. But then if you hadn't been so vulnerable on your side of the fence or whatever... I would it wouldn't have allowed me to be vulnerable and be like be like listen I have some issues too yeah and then we were able and you were like so cool about it and you were just like oh my god I totally know and you validated how I felt which felt really good you were like oh my god I totally see how it could come across that way like nothing's ever happened between us nothing will happen and like yeah I was like oh my god well I had to be I tried to be honest with her and I knew some of the stuff I was gonna say was gonna hurt also because like Look, the thing is, we all know, like, if you're dating a guy and you see a girl, you know, flirting with him on social media, of course you're going to hate that girl. <laughs> you're like, in your, cause, but the thing is, I never knew they dated, ever. Yeah, yeah. So this guy and I, it's funny, she says we're good friends because <laughs> in some ways I considered him a good friend until I found out you guys dated. It's like, this is a huge piece that I probably would have helped if I knew that especially can I tell the part that he knew about the musician yeah too late now yeah <laughs> yeah you... but like especially because like I yeah. told him all about the musician and he first of all knows him apparently on some level but also was like who was the comic <laughs> and I said your name and he didn't say I dated her. He just was like, what kind of flirting? And then, And know. I mean, to his credit, he's very private. And I get, I totally I get respect it. that. I would never say his name to anyone publicly. But because we were in such a trust position with each other, like, it felt like I had to get it off my chest because... Also, I'm so glad I did because now we're really good friends because we chose to be really honest with each other, which is where the, these men are like, they're so scared to be honest, well, you know? Like, yeah, and and I just want to say, too, that, like, she was not totally wrong. Like, there was a flirtation between me and this guy online for a moment, and I told her the truth. I was like, yeah. I can't lie to you. When I first met him, I thought he was cute and funny, and he's kind of a dick, which is sort of what I like, and... <laughs> I said, but real quickly, it just turned into friendship, and I just knew that that's what it should be, and and I think I even said, like, I, and part of the reason I was flirting with him the way I was on Twitter was to make another guy jealous, <laughs> which is, by the way, hilarious, because he was probably flirting with me to make you jealous. Yes. And, and ironically, by the way, <laughs> this, this is, so I never crazy. thought of this irony until this exact moment. Oh yeah. my God. Ironically, like the coincidences are insane because part of the reason the whole thing imploded with me and the musician, <laughs> the musician. is because apparently at some point in time, she saw 
him tweeting at me or DMing me or some social media. Oh, his ex. You, his oh, ex. yes. So social media, like, is a destroyer. I mean, we already knew that, but, like... Yeah. But I told her the truth, and in case your ex listens... <laughs> He's gonna hate me. But he's gonna hate the truth. He already is, hates me. Um, he does not hate you. I'm positive of that. Just like the musician doesn't hate me, they are just they don't know how to deal with all the stuff, so they just can't. And some people can't. Yeah, and and you and I, I just feel like you and I have done such a good job. Like, and also, it's not for everyone to be as open and honest. But like, I feel like we are really good friends now. Like, and it's a real friend. Like, it's based on a real thing. Yeah. And I think we overcame a lot to get there. Like, we overcame maybe professional jealousy, dating jealousies, like, issues, like, with our own insecurities. But it's like, I consider you a good friend now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and also, it's like, two things. One, I, it's, it's cool, too, because, like, I feel like I'm just starting to understand how to handle my brain comics have obsessive brains yes I've learned this but I've been working very hard on it and like I kind of feel meeting you you say things and I go oh I was just there three months ago I can help you I see ways that I'm like I can help this person and and stuff like I don't know how to explain it but I mean we have if you guys like, people in the comedy community, if they realized that we were good friends, would be probably, like, they're the last two <laughs> comics that I would ever think would become close friends because we're very yes. different. Yeah. But, like, we are so similar intrinsically in a lot of the things that we seem, in the ways we seem to deal with men. And the reason I liked you and the reason I... Do you know how rare it is for a girl to not only believe another girl... Which, I'm not saying you should believe everybody, everything they say, but, like, to believe someone and think this girl is trying to help me, I was not, was I happy that I cock-blocked that piece, that guy? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Although, to be completely honest, I mean, it's not like I don't think he hooks up with a billion chicks, and and if if he is, good, great job. Just don't lie to women. Yeah. Don't lie. That's, the moral of this story, to me is one, that when women are honest with each other, we might have ended up not having anything in common, not being great friends. It turned out we did. But at least when we were honest now, like, I would always see you out and we'll always have this bond, you know? And second, um, the truth always wins. Like, it sounds cheesy, but, like, really, guys, if you tell the truth, we might get mad in the moment. We might call you an asshole or whatever, whatever, whatever. I would have been devastated and sad if he was, like, Look, Kate, once I got sober, I realized all of it was drugs. I don't have feelings for you. I'm back with my ex, and I don't ever want to talk to you again. Ouch. But okay. Respect. The truth. That's all I ever wanted, and that's all I want from anyone. And that is why with you, telling me about... Because I know how it looked. So, like, the minute you told me about your ex, I'm like, oh, of course. Of course. I get it completely. And... I just respected you so much for telling the truth, for real. Oh, well, likewise. And if you hadn't started it by telling the truth, then I wouldn't have felt in a place. Because I couldn't even do it on the phone. Like, I wasn't even going to bring it up. Like, we talked about the other person the entire conversation. Right. And then I get off and I was like, oh, I've really, like, 
think I have to tell her the other thing because it was weighing on me and it has been weighing on me, you know? It's okay because you needed to know also for your own sanity. You're like, are they hooking up? Or are they? It was the same thing with, with me and the guy. You just, for your own sanity, you yeah. asked a question. Yeah. And if, and if the answer had been, yeah, I was into him, we hooked up once, it, it might have changed the trajectory of our friendship, but I would have yeah. told you that too. Like, I would have right. told you the truth, you know? Yeah, and you were totally honest, yeah. and, like, I totally believed everything you said, you know, which, and also totally. you were like, well, now I wouldn't. Fuck no. <laughs> so we mutually cock-blocked each other. Yeah, and, and I think that was kind of a funny thing too. Sometimes I have a reputation as not being a girl's girl because I'm a tomboy, and I... Dudes are easy because they're, when they're your friends, they're direct. Right. We were direct. Well, yeah, you and I, yeah, we actually were really direct with each other. There was no passive aggressive. None. None. That's real rare for women. Yeah. That's what I think, like, that's why we were excited to tell this story. Not because we were like, oh, let's like, you know. It's not about him. I'm sad for him. No, it's not. I want him to be well. Yeah, but it is, it is in really interesting story about two women coming together in an unlikely circumstance and being like oh we're the ones who are supposed to be connecting I really really believe it yeah Yeah. so I'm proud of us I am proud of us and I, I do feel like we over we both overcame so much to like become friends like it was like because I I really did have like resentment about the, like my own little jealousy thing I don't know? know we've we've talked forever yeah we've we done, need to end this yeah, okay somehow. how do we end it well, what's the moral of well we already moral? had the moral yeah well first of all I before I don't even think I, I'll give you a proper introduction like I'll record an introduction but um where can people follow you and what do you have coming oh up oh my god <laughs> Forget it. Just forget that. Okay. Um, you should just open with that. That's, oh my that's how god. I'll that oh my. <laughs> All right. Well, let me say. How about this? We're gonna end it with thank you for supporting the podcast, the studio. I need one more cord. Obviously, we're both talking. Get her the cord. I need the cord. But thank you for everyone who supported the podcast. Um, I'm so excited to do it here now. Also, you guys are going to figure out who this musician is most likely if you're not brain dead, but um, leave him alone, you know? I think we should end with just like a message to these two people. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So here's my message to your ex. Okay. (laughs) We need music. If he's listening to it. Can put a song on? Get my guitar. I'm kidding. I don't think we can. Okay. My message to your ex if he listens is this. I'm sorry I didn't tell you that I knew, but I've only known for like two days. But also, you suck for not telling me, you dick. And fuck you, because the Patriots won. Wait, I thought we were doing this from a loving place. This is, because oh, me and him always yeah, do, you we're just, like this. Okay, okay. Look, all what me and him ever texted about is sports. Okay. And the Patriots won, so he's all probably, he's probably, my phone's on airplane mode, he's probably texting me, yeah. like, you know, your quarterback sucks dicks just like you, like eight times. <laughs> That's our whole vibe, just so you know. Yeah. And, um, but to that guy, uh, I don't know what to tell you other than, you know, she's awesome. <laughs> and the other dude. <laughs> the other dude. See, now I'm talking to both, so it's weird. It like, is weird. I want to send a message to your guy. Uh, from, but I also don't want to hurt the other guy's feelings, but I just, like. Yeah. The other guy is very good at making you feel 
to the other guy. <laughs> um, to the other guy, I just, I just will say this. To the other guy. I will say this. Um, Why is this so I don't funny? have the feelings I had anymore, which makes me happy because I love your work. Not all of it anymore because some of it I listen to and go, fucking liar. I'm not going to lie to you. But you're brilliant. Um, I just, I like, I hope you don't do this on purpose. And I hope you don't manipulate women. And I hope there's not a billion of these girls out there feeling sad and lost that you never gave them closure. And I think, for the most part, you were attracted to me. You were attracted to Erica. I do believe that. And we're both really compassionate, which makes me think that's your type, which makes me think if you tell people the truth, they will understand and it'll hurt. But like everybody wants you to win and winning would be to get sober and well. And if you ever do that and you need friends, we're here for you. That's my message. And I'm sorry if you feel hurt by this podcast, but like I want you to know that we were very hurt both and we needed to find each other, so all the best. <laughs> oh man, this is that's a hard act to follow, Kate. You can say ditto. You did such a good job. Really? Yeah. Thanks. I would say okay. I'm going to start with the the musician. I I mean to me it it's the same thing. I I when you asked me initially to do this, I was hesitant because I didn't, as I've said repeatedly, did not want to sound like oh, we're so angry or bitter, which I think we've done a really good job not doing. I don't think we are as much No, now. we're not. We're not. But, um, now. But I, but I, do th- I do think that, like, the way you treat anyone is the way you treat everyone, you know? And if you treat one person poorly, it, it really is going to reflect on you forever. So just, you know, it's like, and you're responsible for your actions. You're an adult. It's like... I, I'm not. I'm not here to lecture him, but I just want to mm-hmm. say, like, you know, yeah. If we're all, we all have pain. You know, we're all dealing with it in different ways, and I think that, yeah, Kate and I both really cared about you, and want you to do as well as possible. We don't think that you need. We don't think you need that uh, crutch for your art. Because we both think you're really, really talented. Like, I think that was one thing we were attracted to. was like, the level of talent, all of that is undeniable. But it's like, what legacy do you want to leave behind character-wise? Now yeah. I sound like I'm lecturing, but... No. But, you know, also, you're, you're not just your art. You know, you are a person. Like, you're leaving behind a trail as far as how you treat people. It's not just your art. I think I, think I used to have a fear of... Like, pain is funny in time, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I used to have a fear of, if I'm really happy, what will I talk about? What will my podcast be about? What will my jokes be about? And you know what? Lately, I've been really happy, and I'm writing more jokes. Because yeah. I'm in a great mood, and I'm just creative, and I'm, I mean, I mean, like, I know you can do it. And for me, by the way, the musician, my favorite songs of yours were not the sad songs, ever. My favorite songs can't name them because people know who you are but not the sad songs at least for me mine were definitely the sad songs okay well you're depressed (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding no it's true but also um and this is not for him this is for the people listening that have felt hurt or felt like this has happened to them Mm -hmm. um wait before you do that let me talk about my oh oh my god i forgot your message to your ex give it go 
Well, hopefully you didn't listen to. He probably won't listen to any of this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he'll love it. I'm sure. But but no, my intention of this wasn't at all to hurt him either, and so I just want him to know that, and that we weren't like we we're not ganging up on you. As mm-hmm. like, oh, we're in cahoots now, and I feel like sometimes he thinks I'm manipulative, like, oh, I'm doing this on purpose to get back at him, but that's not at all my intention, so. Can I say something about yeah, that? Yeah, you can say something. I just want to say about that, um, <laughs> and you know, to that guy, to your ex, that, you know, we're pals, but um, she's like so concerned about hurting your feelings and how you're going to react, and how you may have reacted if you found out about musician guy and everything that like she's like I yelled at her like you are worrying more about his feelings than your own feelings like she does get so do not think for a second that like she wanted to hurt you with this but we couldn't leave this part of the story out because it's too massive and it's like a huge part of it but yeah yeah but but we but I have no ill will towards you (laughs) and I hope maybe one day I don't know if we can be friends, but maybe one day we can. We can all be friends. We can, well, on the perfect planet. But I do, yeah, but I do feel bad, yeah, I feel bad that he had to find out about the musician through you, because that was weird. That was an accident. Yeah, I know that was an accident, but I feel bad that, that, that it happened that way. And it was just, like, this weird coincidence, you know? But also, like, nothing really happened with him, so it's like, you know, for me it was like a... It wasn't the same. I didn't, like, date him or anything. Well, technically, we never left his house. (laughs) We never went on on any date. What is dating? Define dating. I'm not sure. I mean, he asked me not to sleep with... It doesn't matter. Anyway, I just hope he doesn't hate me. That's all. But he probably... He will. Which one? My ex. I hope none of them hate us. But to be fair, if they hate us... That's not fair because we're we're not. We're just telling the truth. That's it. Like, and to both of you guys, you're welcome. You know, we almost invited you. (laughs) Both of them, (laughs) not not both together, but like, I literally was missing a chord, and I go, you know, who would have this chord? The musician. (laughs) And to the musician, one last thing I want to (laughs) say: if if you if you want to make it up to us in any way, be friends. You can give me. The cord I need and a guitar. That's it. That's what I would like to I'll have. Take, I'll take the $600 shirt you said you got me that I never got. And I'll take the $600 cash. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, um, now you give the message to the... You were giving it Oh, uh, the message I was going to give to them, because this is really important, I think, and I get very frustrated about this, is... I, as a society, we tend to give a major, major, major pass to people with addiction and mental illness, which I'm starting to think is like half of everybody. (laughs) But in all seriousness, it's like, I've had a lot of friends who are addicts and my parents and parents and grandparents and not my mom. I'm not, my mom is like, what? But people who are addicts, yes, it's a disease, but you know what? It's not an excuse to hurt other people and then go on with your life and those other people are supposed to just forgive you because you're an addict. And there's so much in our culture of like, I'm 60 days sober, clap, clap, clap. I'm a year sober, clap, clap, clap. That's great. But don't forget that once someone falls off a few times, there are a lot of people caught in that wreckage. And if you're someone caught in that wreckage, it's not your responsibility to save that person, and you honestly can't. 
Yeah, you really can't. You have to just go. Yeah. That's why, like, that's why, like, I also, I mean, you know, it was hard for me, but I blocked the musician's phone number because he texted me checking in, and then he texted me, I, if it helps, I sprained my hand. And to me, I'm like, you're not asking me how I am or anything about me. You're trying to get, you know, pity for something that happened to you because of you. You know, and I was like, I can't be a part of this. Like, as much as it hurts, it hurts to know he's hurting, I can't take part in it. And you're enabling them, you know, if you do. Yeah, yeah. I I totally am with with you on that. And and if you're a good person with a good heart, which a lot of us are, your impulse will be to help those people. You can't. You can't, and you got to know this too. And this took me so long to learn, and it's hard. But, like, addicts are liars. When they're addicts. Yeah. When they're sober, maybe not. But the reason is because they learn to manipulate and lie to get a fix. And they take that into their life. And you cannot trust an addict who is using no matter what. No matter what they tell you. No matter what they say. If they say they need you. They need your help. Everything is a manipulation. And I, I probably not every single addict. But yeah. as a rule. And yeah. there's a reason in the program they have a sponsor and there's a reason in the program they ha- are told to take a year off dating because they will transfer their addiction onto people that fast. I used to mm-hmm. do a joke about how I would hang out at AA meetings because I wanted to meet a guy who would be addicted to me on his way out. And like, yeah, that's funny. But it's real. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm just, I guess I'm just saying to the people in this situation, if you're with an addict, as hard as it is, as much as you love them, you have to love yourself more. Yeah. That goes for me. I'm talking to myself and you. Yeah. Because you can't, you cannot be with somebody who loves a drug more than you. Exactly. I think that was really well said. Yeah. That was a deep one. this is really deep. This is deep. Like, my podcast is usually funnier than deep, but look, guys. There were some funny moments, though. Yeah, Yeah. well, we're funny. Yeah, and it's a funny story. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Yeah. Um, We could go on and on, but we're not going to because this podcast is now um, two hours long. (laughs) This is officially the longest podcast. I feel like we still didn't even say everything because we had so many talks. Well, there's so many things that are so funny, but if we start saying them and he listens to this, he's going to really hate us because some of the shit is like so And we don't want anyone to hate us. I don't want anyone to hate me. No, me neither. Anyway, so... um, Thank you for doing this, and I love you. Yeah, I love you, and too. this was so fun. We yeah. had a girls-only Super Bowl party with just yes. us. We're going to get married. Yeah, we're basically, basically your shaman, Kate's shaman said she might be gay. So. Yes, and then here you are. Here I am, yeah. true love. In your beanie. <laughs> My lesbian outfit. Oh, I like that shirt. All right. Um, guys, I love you. This has been Date Fails. Thanks for listening, and uh, follow me on Patreon or whatever, patreon.com slash Kate. Q funny. Alright, till next time. Bye! Oh my god. Oh my god. That was two hours.